what's going on everybody this is the spawn on me cast episode 21 uh i am your host khalif adams and i am co-hosted co-hosted with the most did with uh cicero holmes how are you doing sir blackjack it's episode 21 we're <laughs> ready to go i got the ace of spades oh. and the king of clubs yeah they black you know i got the you know uh i got the the uh pick with that with the afro with the black power fist in the back of my head <laughs> even though i i have a baldy so i got it like stuck in there don't ask me how i mean um, well now that i'm well, now that i'm in portland i will have to get an afro pick and put it in my beard because that yeah, would be the only go. place it would be able to go <laughs> it's the only fitting it's the only fitting place for it to go at this point but you've been good you've been all right I've I've been I've been very very well. Uh, thank you very much. You know we've been gone for a week. Um, it, you know it feels really weird. I was out uh, I was out west in in the Bay Area having a wonderful wonderful time, enjoying the beautiful weather that uh, the South Bay has to offer, and then I came home back to uh, Northern Chicago and got back in the humidity. And within 20 minutes, had two <laughs> mosquito bites. So welcome home. <laughs> oh, so that's one of those. You have that sweet blood. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm, listen, I'm the sweetest dude you know, bro. See, that's the thing they tell people when they just really want to say your place is too hot and it's too humid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's yeah. that's the that's the BS workaround of like, yeah, you know, you have that sweet blood. They just like you more. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, I don't like to be liked in that way. Right, exactly. That's exactly. okay. They please. can keep that. Yeah, please hate me. You can hate me now. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, seriously, that's dope. That's dope. Yeah, it was. How it was, you, it, man. How's how how did the move go? Uh, so if you haven't heard, uh, I am now on the West Coast. I am now a Portlander. Uh, I am in the land of plaid beards, coffee, and growlers. So, uh, hips the ground central. Yeah, it's Ground weird zero. because it's weird because I've like gone from one place that is kind of known for its hipsteriness, but to right. another place that's like <laughs> totally just as hipster. Right. <laughs> which is which is okay. It's not a bad or a weird thing. I don't hate on the hipsters. I think hipsters are kind of awesome because they have like really bought in. Yeah. Like you have you have to buy in real hard to have a handlebar mustache and a and a greasy comb over. Yeah, yeah. You don't do that by accident. Like that's, that's some sure. awesome shit. Like if I if I had hair. I would totally <laughs> rock that kind of deal. Every three shows, we should have a segment called "If Khalif Had Hair." I, yeah, <laughs> it, it comes up. All it does. The time. It's the new bits and pieces. Yes, <laughs> it's the new bits and pieces on the show where I just oh, say, "If I had hair," right? It's like it's like if I were to go to the Wizard, that was be that would be what I wanted. <laughs> It's like the Wiz featuring Khalif. Can he have? Can he have right, hair? Right. For you be asking for Daniel K- Kaiser hair. Oh my God! Yeah. No one, no one has Daniel Kaiser here. Daniel Kaiser, yeah. what's up, bro? I hope, I hope everything. Yeah, what's good going with you, on, man? Yeah. Um, but it's crazy. So like, it, the trip went well. Everything went all right. Uh, we brought our two cats, which was an awful, awful decision. I love them, not really. I say that only because my wife listens to the show. <laughs> but so it's really crazy to get two cats in a plane. One when you have to take them to TSA. Because if you've never had to do this, what they want you to do is they need you to get them in a carrier, which has to be a specific size. You have to get them in the carrier and especially our cats because they're like they're crazy. They're like not all right. Uh, I think they all I think they both need therapy. Um, (laughs) 
So do you have to get them in the carrier, then get them to the airport without them freaking out, then get them out of the carrier while you're going through the security line? What? You have to take take their belts off too? (laughs) The cats have to take their shoes off. (laughs) And walk through. Take your paws off, please. Yeah, so you have to you have to take them out of the carrier, walk them through in your arms. Oh my gosh! Th- through the security gate, and then have you know them wand you and all this other stuff. So oh. one of our cats, one of our cats, we have two cats. One is named Harriet, and the other one's named Rosa after civil rights leaders. Mind you, this is nice. these are my wife's cats, and I did not name them. Beautiful. Uh, I love. I love her. I love yeah. you, Mrs. Adams. So yeah, so Harriet and Rosa. Uh, so Harriet was bit by a tick. And has this huge quarter-sized hole on the side of her body. So she looks like, I don't even know what this, but like, it it looks like she's like right before she's about to get a cybernetic implant (laughs) and they just haven't like put the implant in yet. So it's like this weird kind of open sore, open wound that's on the side of her body. So I'm like carrying this cat through. It has a cone on its head so it doesn't bite through the thing. It's the worst. It's the worst episode of National Lampoons that you could ever want to see. So we get the cats in the thing. We put them underneath our chairs. And the funny thing, Delta Airlines, I'm mad at you. I'm shouting you out, Delta Airlines, because this is what I noticed you just did. So if you have kids or if you have pets, they put you in the back of the plane all together. They put you all together with all the crazy shit. So it's like we have this tight ass plane. With two cats, three kids on either side, and like it was madness. So we get uh, here, the boxes are here. FedEx is nuts too, because like we marked fragile on some of the boxes, and the dude came to pick it up, and you would swear that he was trying out for the world's strongest man. <laughs> <laughs> because dude, but he was dumb weak. He was super weak because he picked it up and just like chucked it in the back of the damn thing. I was like, yo, it says fragile on it. I was like, it's not French, it's not fragile, it's fragile. Calm down. Stop trying to break my stuff. So it's all here. The job is great. Uh, The new gig is great. Um, And, you know, Portland has been amazing uh, in this past week. The weather's been beautiful, no humidity. Um, I had my my potato champion uh, fix for the week. And if you don't know what potato champion is, you need to get some potato champion in your life. Uh, It's a food cart uh in in i guess downtown uh portland and they do different kinds of poutine and french fries and right. sweet baby jesus the fr- the poutine is amazing and then i had some craziness that was like this weird peanut butter and jelly joint so this is one cart that does like all peanut butter and jelly combinations and i had some craziness that was peanut butter jelly jalapenos bacon and some cherry jam <laughs> If I could run around butt naked and rub that on my body, it would be dope. Oh my gosh! I would just, I would, oh yes, it would, I would, gosh. yes, it was amazing. So that that in and of itself has been my week. Oh, <laughs> I, I, I have missed you all. It felt weird not having an episode and hearing other people do podcasts and looking at my phone. I was like, I used to have a podcast. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> I used to do a podcast too. I want to be cool. Uh, so, so we're back and we're happy that you guys are back. We hope that you missed us. Um, and, be, and better than, than all that business is um, we actually have a guest on our, on our comeback right. show, on our, on our reunion show. <laughs> yes, ex- exactly. Um, so, 
a couple of episodes back, we talked about this wonderful uh, video that popped up on the internet called "This Is Phil Fish." This is Phil Fish. This is Phil Fish. Um, and this week we have its creator on the show, Ian Danskin. Ian, how are you, sir? I, I am quite well. How are you? Awesome. I'm so happy that you that you came onto the show. Um, it one, thank you for being on. Two, thank you for making that awesome video. Uh, hmm. And three, thank you for being you. Uh, and anything I can do for you. I see. This is this is the beauty of of, of spawn on me, man. We have people in the love fest. Happens the love fest. Happens. <laughs> <laughs> um. So I, I guess the couple of questions I have for you are one: uh, if you can give some background on just you and what you've been doing in the in, in the industry or non-industry or in the art world. Uh, any any information that you can give to the audience would be awesome because I'm sure that once they saw the video, they were like, who did this? Who made this kind of crazy, <laughs> awesome, awesome thing? So you can just run into that. That'd be great. Uh, how far back are we going? I mean, you don't have to go back to like zygote status, but you can go okay. back as far as you want. <laughs> okay. Um, I, I am a lot of different things at this phase in my life. I am a part-time student at MassArt. Um, I am very belatedly finishing my bachelor's because recession happened. Uh-huh. Um, yeah. And then I, I'm also working part time as like a, I use this computer program at MIT where we're trying to map all the neurons in the human retina. What? Uh, yeah, it's called Do iWire it. and they've they've gamified it. There's like there's a web app you can use where you just go on and it's got all these cross sections of the neurons in the human retina. And you click on a part, and then it says, oh, you think that part's a neuron. Okay, I'm going to extrapolate all these other parts out. These must be neurons as well. And then you say, aha, I am a human, and I am smarter than you, computer. And <laughs> that part was not a neuron. And you correct it, and you draw things out. And I work for MIT using that program. Oh, that's, um, awesome. that's Wait a minute. That's like <laughs> right. of, of right. all the things to pull out of your bag. What? That's awesome. Yes. <laughs> yes. So, yeah, they have like – they have a – hyper advanced version of that that they use in office and i work like 20 hours a week just futzing with it um and then outside of that like i i do a lot of freelancing um i edit some podcasts and i do like occasional video editing work um and teaching myself game design and apparently now i make video essays <laughs> you, you on saturday you sleep yeah <laughs> Not very long, right? <laughs> so, wow, that's kind. Of, wait, you yeah, you are a man of many hats. Just like seriously, <laughs> right? Um, wow, where do we start from there? That's like a great. That's like a great way to begin a, a conversation. Um, so MIT, I'm really interested in the in the like crazy. I what was it again? I iWire. iWire. iWire dot so, org. What is that about? Okay, so. Was that just like by chance? Are you are you doing anything medically, or are you going? Are you oh no, no, no! I'm a I'm a temp. Oh okay, 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 okay. Oh, so you yeah, just get, you just get to like run around and play with it. There's a lot of really exciting stuff going on in that lab, and I'm the guy who sits at a computer using a program that takes like two days of training to learn. <laughs> <laughs> not bad, not bad. I mean, you you get to be around it. I'm sure you get to be able to play with some of the stuff, though, right? Yeah, I mean, we're all us people were, were tracers who use the program were kind of locked off in our own room separate from everyone else, but that also means we're really unsupervised. So, like, <laughs> there is more swearing at this job than any job I've ever worked before. 
Ah, very nice. <laughs> very not, no, nice. that's not bad. That's I'm sure that's not a bad thing, or or maybe it is a bad thing. You just you uh, know, nah. <laughs> <laughs> I am fine with it. I'm I'm expecting there to be some like weird science kind of things going on in the background of MIT labs at some point, like just random one-off experiments that just like, oh, okay, this, oh, oh, we have to lock this down. We can't let this out. <laughs> there is a lot of weird equipment in the hallway sometimes. And it's like, I have no idea what that is for. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Yeah. If you, if you could report back, that would be great. <laughs> if, you, if you, if you find a flux capacitor, please let us know. <laughs> I, I will recognize a flux capacitor, I think. Okay. All right. Oh my God. So, so, so this is Phil Fish. So, I randomly came across this. I think this was either from Polygon or somewhere else that I that I put this popped up on my radar. And I am one of those folks who doesn't hate Phil Fish. It's weird because it seems like his just being at this point has pushed people to such far ends of the spectrum on either side that if you say that you don't hate him, people look at you like you're crazy. Mm. Um, but I really like his work. I think the times that I've heard him and he's been more nuanced because I'm, you know, I think that's one of the things that we kind of strive for here. And me personally, I guess being older now is trying to not be as, uh, stuck in my ways and, 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 and entrenched in one side as, as I used to be. Uh, I've let go of my fanboyism in a very big way. And that seemed to have helped me in a lot of ways. But people, when it comes to Phil Fish, he's he's this polarizing kind of figure. Um, when you went into going, when you, when you decided that you were going into this, what was the the thought processes? What was what was the impetus for even doing this video um, and, and and bringing it to life? Well, I just, I mean, I remember Phil from way back before Fez was even a thing. Like I, I was on Tig Source many years ago, right? Um, which is the independent gaming source dot com. If anybody's like trying to remember what that is. Um, which used to be where all the indie developers just went and like hung out with each other. And I remember Phil from the forum where he was just kind of like, kind of cantankerous, but for the most part, like he was just, he's just one of those guys that like, well, okay, that guy's cantankerous, but he has smart things to say, whatever. Um, and then I just kind of watched the whole thing happen where it was like, okay, now he's a big deal. Oh, okay. Now he's in a movie. Okay. Oh, everybody fucking hates him. Um, (laughs) And I mean, I never like, it's not, I just thought it was sort of weird the way that having an opinion on Phil Fish suddenly seemed very important to people. Hmm. Like I don't, I don't have a terribly strong opinion about him either way. Just like I, he seemed like an interesting guy. I kind of empathize with some of the situations he's been in at the same time. Some of the stuff he says is like really vitriolic. And even if you, even if you take away the context of like, oh, everybody wants to use this as an excuse to beat up on him. If you take that away from it, it's still like, well, okay, like I can understand why he's angry right now, but the things he's saying are still like really ugly sometimes. Right. Um, and but at the same time, it's like, well, even if he is kind of being an asshole, that's not really relevant to my life in any way. Mm-hmm. Right. And I started right. I was just kind of pondering, like, why is it so important to people whether or not he's an asshole? And I just started thinking about the way that people relate to celebrity, especially now in the web age, where you don't just have access to a celebrity's like publicity department, but you actually have access to like, you know, their their personal Twitter. And you're it's sort of like you're in class with him and you have to be around him regularly. And 
the way that that changes what people expect from him. Um, and also the way that they can, if, you know, like if you hate some band, it's like, you can't really affect that band very directly, but when it's just a guy who like sits in his bedroom and makes video games and talks on Twitter, like you can actually like really directly connect with him. Mm -hmm. Um, I just thought all of that was really interesting. And when I started thinking about like, I felt like I was starting to understand something about the nature of internet fame that maybe that was something worth talking about. Awesome. Yeah. And, and, and talk you did. Yeah, <laughs> I, I can talk a while. Yeah, <laughs> I, I mean the beauty of the piece was, um, I mean, how, how did that even come to fruition? I know because usually when people have these conversations, um, they're like in forums like this on a podcast, or you know, you call up a friend, or you send an email, or uh, you know, you <laughs> put it on your Facebook wall. How did how did it go from? I wonder how internet fame is changing things via, or or, or not via Phil Fish, but but through the the cipher of the vehicle of Phil Fish to a certain extent to actually mm. making a, a piece about it. How did, how did that come about? Well, I'm a big fan of like people who make video essays, especially about games culture. Um, there's the guy who makes errant signal who's his name is Chris Franklin, mm. I think. Mm. Um, and I'm like, I'm just addicted to his videos. Like he, he only makes two a month. He makes like a long one and a short one. And every time they come out, it's like, I'm like, okay, okay, drop everything. The new errant signal is out. Um, <laughs> And so, like, I like those things a lot. And I've made a few videos. Like, I don't have them on my YouTube. They were just, like, when I was trying to recruit a team for um, for a video game project, I made a little video and put it on Vimeo and, like, posted a link on a few different places. And it's just kind of fun sometimes to, like... Like, I've written pieces in prose for a few different publications, but I find that my writing is usually better when I write it as if I were going to perform it. It. Oh, okay. um, sure. And so uh, at one point I was thinking of doing a podcast, actually, that was just sort of like essays written out. Um, and it just wasn't as fun as like actually either pointing a camera at myself or like getting to use visuals or something. And I do a lot of like video stuff. So that's just kind of the way my brain works sometimes. And there are other people making videos like that. So it's like, yeah, I think I think I want to get in on that. And then I <laughs> did not really expect that the first one I released was just going to blow up the way it did. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's kudos to you, right? You did a great right. job, so people recognize great work. I uh, mean, I, I think I can only take so much credit for it, you know? Like, it's sort of in the audience's hands at that point. I, I think I, I think to a certain extent, I think you're selling yourself a little bit short. I'm not, I'm not going to blow smoke... And I'm not going to, to to fill people's heads up, but the reason. I mean, that, if you want to blow some smoke, you can. I won't be mad at you. Right. right. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I mean. When I first met Ian, uh, <laughs> you know, I was a I was a young child in Portland, and then I remember it me. like it was 20 minutes ago. Oh my goodness! <laughs> I remember there was light shining from behind him. It looked like a halo. <laughs> but 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 I but I think when you do pieces that are. Uh, that connect with folks because it was one of those things that after I looked at it, there are very few that I see that have been performed or done in that style that give me pause about what I am doing in the spaces that you were talking about. Hmm. Um, and those are things that I feel one are you know if you can do that in a in a big way and other people have that same kind of feeling, then you then you you snatch that. You snatch the audience in a very particular way, um, you know. Doing the site and doing the, the the podcast at this point, 
I had one particular incident, one story that was written on the site that I had done way earlier in the site about um, a, a member of the fighting game community. And there was a picture that she had posted on her Instagram and uh, it basically blew up into a thing, right? She had posted this picture and it was, I, I construed the incident as being uh, racially insensitive and I got like a whole bunch of backlash towards that, right? Mm. Now that particular person had the same kind of internet fame that we're talking about. And it was very interesting to see just how that, just how much uh, influence an article or a story or a video can have on other people's lives in that way. So, so again, it's uh, kudos to you for, for, for doing this piece and making it, making it so uh, well done and, and hitting a nerve that just resonates with a lot of people. If you're paying attention to your own feelings and actions in the internet spaces that we're in. Um, so I guess expanding on that, um, when, when, how was the reaction to, to the, to the piece? How, did you get a lot of people trying to, well, we, <laughs> we, we reached out to you. So I'm like, if, if anything, like, Hey, we're over here. We want to talk to you about that stuff, but I'm sure, <laughs> I'm sure you had like a lot of folks coming up and, and, and trying to talk to you about the piece. Well, I didn't get a ton partly because I didn't exactly make myself super accessible. Oh, okay. Um, I mean, you can imagine from the video that I made that I might be sort of ambivalent about getting famous on the internet. Uh huh. Um, <laughs> so, I mean, there's my Twitter is linked to my YouTube. So, if people go and look at the little Twitter link, they can be like, "Ah, that's that's where this guy's Twitter handle is." But it's not like written in the text directly below, so that you just see it right there and click it, and boom, you're following me. Right. Um. I put a link to my Tumblr underneath it, so some people started following me on Tumblr, and a few people sent me questions through there. Um, my name isn't listed in text that you can just like highlight and copy paste into Google, so you have to actually watch the end of the video for my name to show up. Uh huh. Um, so like people who really wanted to get hold of me could get hold of me, but for the most part, I didn't get a ton of people like like I haven't. I haven't had to look at the commentary very much. Like it's very, I get to opt into how much of the reaction I get to see, um, right. which is kind of nice because, you know, uh, the stuff that rises to the top tends to be the stuff that's most important. Like if somebody takes issue with it in a meaningful way, I'm more likely to find that. Right. Um, but if it's just like people on YouTube who are just like, uh, you said sis at the end, you're a social justice just warrior go fuck yourself i'm like well, i don't right, right, i don't right. desperately need to see that you know that's not that's not going to teach me anything new about myself <laughs> you're right about that so so what so have what what type of reactions have stood have stood out to you uh since since the piece was released um well, it was interesting before i put it online i showed a rough draft to some classmates and okay. um a lot of them had never heard of phil fish before mm -hmm. wow. and a lot wow. of, well yeah like because they weren't gamer folks you know like sort of sure, like i sure. mentioned in the video like he's right. famous with he's very famous within a certain community and completely right. unknown outside of that right um <laughs> so those who had never really heard of him they felt like we feel like you were very fair and balanced. My personal opinion from what you pointed out is he sounds like kind of an asshole. And I was like, oh, interesting. <laughs> and I was wondering, like, does, does this video come off like I'm, like, condemning him? Because I was trying to be very, like, even-handed about the whether or not he's an asshole. Because in, right. in my view, whether or not he's an asshole is not super important. Sure. Um, and then 
now that it's online, um, it seems like people who are already familiar with Phil are more likely to see it as like an opportunity to reassess him, um, which is interesting. And a few people have read it as like a full on like I am trying to defend Phil and rehabilitate his image, mm. which which um, in some cases is like, well, I mean, that wasn't my intent. But I, if that's your read, fine. Um, a few people have taken the stance of, you know, Phil Fish is a very, very entitled, very privileged person. And there are a lot of underprivileged people who've been very mistreated by the gaming community. Why are we spending this much time trying to rehabilitate his image rather than somebody like Anita Sarkeesian or something? Right, um, right. Which is a tack where I'm like, uh, that's a very good point. I'm not sure. I'm not sure how much I would say my video ties into that, but right. it makes me very self-conscious. Like, did I not? Did I? Did I allow that reading? Um, even if it wasn't my intended reading, did I not do enough to like dispel that reading? You know. Mm. So that's that's mm -hmm. something that I take to heart. Because I don't know that the world needs like 20 minutes rehabilitating the image of what is essentially a rich, straight white man. Right. I, I, would, I would say to that, because I, I, I find that really interesting as well, that those were the takes that, well, some of the takes that people had. So I know that I personally, after I finished watching it, I, I said, what is the deal with Phil Fish in the way that I am relating to him? And, my, and mind you, like, we have no connection. Like, Phil is a dude that's out there doing whatever he's doing. I'm in Portland now, blah, <laughs> blah, blah. But in the grander scheme of what I know to be internet culture at this point was the reason, again, why it resonated. Um, and, and it's fun. It's funny because was it, did I find it as to be a piece that was like, Hey, I'm defending Phil fish. No, I thought you were extremely even handed in the way that it came out, which was the reason why I really liked it because most people are super either on one side or the other and aren't mm -hmm. really nuanced in that way. And don't even try, you know what I mean? Like the internet is not a place for nuance at this point. <laughs> it feels like you have to go into speakeasies now to find nuance. nuance <laughs> uh, like you have to knock on a door. It's like, Hey, nuance. And then you go, right. um, but that, that was the thing again, that was, that was so poignant was the fact that you brought up a lot of different points, not necessarily. And, it, and at the end, it didn't feel like a piece that was talking just about him. It was talking just about internet culture as a whole and how right. it's become skewed in this way that is unfair to people on all sides like yes right. i mean spawn on me and and spawn point blog as entities are there to talk about those other people that aren't aren't the straight white male culture i mean straight white straight white white male uh audience uh we want everyone in here but also we want to spotlight people who who are not in that in that demo um but it's also very important that people understand and i think you, you you pointed this out pretty well um was that when folks do uh give people shit about their points on the internet even if they semi-deserve it you have to be even-handed and say hey he did say something really uh, uh helpful to, to anita in that particular case and no one talked about it Mm, right. You know what I mean? Like no one said a word about that. And it's not like you have to rah rah people for doing things that they should automatically do. Yeah. But you do have to give people credit for for being nuanced in that way, for being well rounded, semi semi well rounded individuals. Um did you did you feel that like so 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 seeing all those things and, and hearing some of those comments, 
did you did you feel like you missed anything? Uh, did you feel like you missed any points that you wanted to put into the to, to the piece, or, or did you feel like there were things that you maybe wanted to have sa- to say that you didn't get a, tan- a chance to? Um, for the most part, what I was getting at, I felt like I felt like you know it's nineteen minutes long. I think I put most of the points I had in there. Um, <laughs> I did realize that if you mention Anita Sarkeesian even passingly, oh my god, and you and you don't state what your opinion on her is. Um, Some people that I really don't want to think they're on my side, think they're on my side. (laughs) Right. So like some people, some people were like, Oh, you defended India Sarkeesian. You're a fucking social justice warrior. And then other people started saying like, no, 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 he's not. Don't worry. He doesn't actually care about that stuff. And I was like, uh, yeah, actually I do. (laughs) So it's basically Anita is now the type of person where if you mention her name at all you are making a political statement so you need to make sure you're making the right one unequivocally so i I do kind of wish that i had just flatly said like and yes anita is a hero and moved on because even if it's not related to my thesis it's related to her and if you're bringing her into it you do kind of need to take that stand yeah absolutely i i agree i have i i like her work i really do appreciate what she does i think some sometimes Mm -hmm. it's it's sometimes even though she does long pieces, it doesn't feel like it's there long enough to get all the all the pieces together. They're pretty co- yeah. pretty cohesive, but it's also uh, sometimes difficult to pinpoint uh, things that she might have left out or weren't necessarily even even handed in in their own right. But I think that she does an, a, a pretty amazing job of of one dealing with all the crazy shit and two continuing yeah, to pu- continuing to push through because that is like wow. Mm-hmm. As we've seen in the past week or the past uh, two weeks, it's been like misogyny thon, and it's been, yeah, it's been, it's been nuts on that on that end. It feels like every week is misogyny thon. I mean, yeah, it's, yeah. you know what the weird <laughs> yeah. thing? Because I was gonna I was gonna say that at some point, you know, like I, I wrote in a tweet, I was like, last week was crazy on the misogyny tip, and then I was like, every week, every day <laughs> is crazy yeah. on the misogyny tip. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, that's not necessarily true. Yeah, every uh, month is White History Month. Yes. Right, right, right. It's white white male history month. Yeah. <laughs> seriously. Um Yeah, it's crazy. Uh, so so I I've got I've got I think the the $100 question. Oh, hit me. And that is that Good is money. Right, exactly. Has has Phil do you know if Phil Fish has seen your piece and has he you know reached out to you or or responded? Have you heard Anything about you know whether or not Phil has reacted one way or the other to to what you put out there? Well, so here's the thing about Phil Fish um, lately is <laughs> that, and I think this is one of the reasons why the video blew up as much as it did, is um, the day after I posted it, mm-hmm. um, he took to Twitter to share an opinion for the first time in about a year. Yep, sure. Um, and his opinion was about YouTube, and he got so much instant backlash, and so many articles were written immediately, like, Phil Fish had an opinion, front page news, <laughs> right. um, that he quit Twitter entirely, like, no longer uh-huh. I have a Twitter, but I never update it, but he actually quit Twitter entirely, you can't find any of his tweets anymore, um, Someone told me that his very last tweet right before shutting his account down was, this is Phil Fish. But huh. I have no way of verifying that. So uh, I don't know if that's like urban legend or something. Right. <laughs> but 
it is really fascinating that like, oh, wow. So the day after I posted my video, a lot of people were probably Googling Phil Fish YouTube, which. <laughs> yeah. And well done. Well, yeah, I, I planned Showing it this way. Right, clearly, right. <laughs> I sent him a private message and was like, you should really say something about YouTube right now. <laughs> I could only wish that that was the case. So, I mean, I know a few people who know him, and if I really wanted to probe about it, I could, but I don't know. I mean, I don't know if he's the type of person to go dig up my email and email me or something, but if he did, you know, I I would hope that he would feel that, like I intended, it wasn't really about him. Right. Um, yeah, one way or the other. Yeah, I think if you were paying attention, then you, you came to that conclusion on your own as well. Yeah. Um, do you, do you have any thoughts? Just, I mean, well, yes, you do because you wrote a, a <laughs> piece. But um, the greater internet culture at this point is kind of nuts. It's it's weird. Do you feel like it'll ever at this point get back to a level of sanity, or is or is it still going to be the same things where people kind of run into their corners and? It's like it's like cats at the TSA. They poke their hands out and scratch at people and then they go back <laughs> into their corners. Do you feel like at this point, you know, do you feel any optimism that that it will ever get back to some level of sanity and discourse because it seems like it's not going that direction? Well, I mean, or I don't Is that your hope I at all? Well, I mean, I don't I think the internet allows us to do a lot of really amazing things. Um sure. And that it has allowed for a lot of really amazing conversations that would be harder to have. So there was actually, um, Anita Sarkeesian went to a, a talk a while ago where she gave this talk and she put it up on her um, Tumblr, I think. Maybe it was her website. And she gave these, there were these two other people who presented at the same one and she included their videos as well. And both of, like the first two, Anita and this other woman were talking about like, here's how misogyny is really rampant on the web. Here's how it functions. Here's all these things you need to know about it. Here's how it operates. And then the third woman was like, um, all that stuff is true. I'm going to talk about why the internet is so important and about how, how many people who are in some way like not in the majority, who are very underprivileged, can find communities so much faster through the internet. Mm, and right. how all this, so much of the misogyny on the internet right now is actually like, backlash against widely disseminated feminist discourse which right. mm -hmm. there wasn't necessarily as much of at least not as freely distributed like that was much more of a niche thing and now it's like oh Anita Sarkeesian said something that's going to blow up everywhere and even though a lot of people are going to hate it a lot of other people are going to find it who might not have found it otherwise Absolutely. Right. so I do I, I don't know if the internet maybe maybe back in like the you know UBB boards um, <laughs> back in the early days when you like had to actually unplug your phone and plug it into your computer, um, when the internet was small enough that communities were basically like you actually knew basically everyone there and everyone felt accountable to each other yeah, I, may yeah. have been somewhat rational in those days. Um, I don't know if a big internet will ever be all that moderated, but I, I do kind of hope that the reason we're seeing so much backlash right now is actually because good things are happening, and I think there's a big push against that when it starts. But I think ultimately the, the trend is going to be positive, is my hope. Right. I agree. I agree. Yeah, we can only yeah. hope. I mean, it's, it's, it's beautiful in the spaces that we even we have found ourselves in. You know, we're late to the podcasting game, but have kind of <laughs> found... 
uh, a community that's starting to to build and grow around semi-specific uh, reasons. Um, and it's also great because then we get to have more pieces from from folks like you who are extremely, <laughs> ex- I mean, extremely thoughtful and have really taken the time to 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 come up with a point, express that point. And, you know, share it for the world to see. So we so I personally want to thank you for that, because that's awesome. Um, you keep finding a way to sneak every topic into a compliment for me. I mean, <laughs> you know what it is? And, I, and we talked about this a little bit before the cast is like, I don't ask anyone to be on the cast who I don't think is dope. So <laughs> it's like, you know, folk, folks who don't, you know, if you suck, you won't be on the show. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so. No, I, I I appreciate what you did because it, it did make me think about lots of things that we do with the site and how how everything goes forward and you know just the way that you know it's it's weird that it that that particular thing uh also helped to to just reinforce some of the things that we are trying to push forward on as a as a crew but it totally did so it, it's great that it's out there and it's great that you're getting some recognition for it um and great that it's out there for other people to to enjoy and to uh ingest in that way um are you are you doing any uh new projects do you have anything on tap uh are you going on your one man uh 75 city show tour? <laughs> <laughs> yeah with all that money i made by not putting ads on the video oh um, damn it. Right, right. yes <laughs> no i mean i can give my tirade about my problem with youtube ads some other time um but <laughs> No, I mean, uh, the Phil Fish videos, like, that topic was the first of a list of topics that I wanted to make videos about. Um, cool. And it was just kind of the one that felt like it was coming together, and I knew I wanted to present it to some classmates, so I didn't want to make it too, like, you need to really be into games to understand what I'm talking about. Because, like, I would definitely like to be like, I want to talk for 20 minutes about the design of The Secret of Monkey Island, please and thank you. Um, <laughs> but I, I mean, definitely don't think time. I can... Uh, <laughs> I haven't written a script yet. Like I'll ramble for five hours if I don't write a script. Um, but so that was something that I was like, okay, I can't just show that to the average viewer and expect them to care. So I, I sure. pulled together this one that I thought, like, yeah, I think I think this is about something that's relevant outside of just games culture. Um, so yeah, but there's there's a lot that I still want to work on. Um, I've been working on a couple of scripts. I'm hoping to have one out in the next couple of weeks. Oh, okay. That's good. Nice. I'm, I mean, we'll, we'll be waiting. I I, I have subscri- <laughs> I have subbed your your channel, so I have subscribed. So now I will get notifications when more cool things pop up. Ah, right. so remember to put ads on your next video. Uh, <laughs> not gonna happen. Not, oh, not gonna happen. Damn it. <laughs> um. Well. So. So. Well. What's been happening? Um. Has been. Uh, we've been playing some games. Uh, I know Kai's been playing some some games while he's traveling to not, you know, go go all ape shit on everybody, and uh, and obviously Ian's playing the iWire.org game, um, <laughs> which is amazing. I'm coming to you uh, on Xbox One, PS4, right, and right, on your PS4, yeah. Amiga, and your, and your tablets, yes, <laughs> yes, on the Vectrex. Oh yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, you're the only other so, person i know who's ever known what a vectrex is i had a vectrex. oh oh yeah man they, they were dope you could you know put the little slides in they had the little overlay they, they're the shit man we Mine, we were meant to be together minesweeper uh, ftw yes yes exactly exactly so so hey ian are you are there is there anything that you're playing besides iwire right um, now right now i recently got luftrousers for the first time which Ooh, is by nice. uh 
Yeah, I guess y'all already know about it. Um, but I don't know. Like, I've sort of gone in and out of playing it where it's like, okay, if I'm playing this game, I will not get anything else done for hours. So <laughs> it comes on and off the shelf. Um, I took down two blimps in one game a little while ago, and I was oh very proud of that. God, yeah, that's like some craziness. I can't do that at all. Yeah, that's, that's some kung fu there. <laughs> oh, wow. Okay, yeah. that's nice. So, I mean, it, I... I guess for anyone who's listening, like this is a dogfighting game made by the people who did uh, Ridiculous Fishing and um, Super Crate Box. Yeah, it's, it's, yeah, yeah. Vlambeer. Yeah. Oh man, Vlambeer makes some some awesome stuff. Uh, and Rami is a great dude. Um, yeah, I've met him a few times. He's a swell guy. Yeah, he's really uh. he's really nice. He's extremely extremely nice. I had the pleasure of beating him once. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, see, are you playing anything? Um, I, uh, I am playing, uh, the games, games with gold, Xbox one, not exclusive, but, um, free game, Guacamelee super turbo championship edition. Um, which, yeah, which just, it just released, uh, the beginning of July it was, the, it, it was and and Microsoft taking a page out of, um, out of Sony's book. They they released this game and was free, you know, free with gold, uh, from you know from inception from its release, which was amazing and it's really really fun. It's it's I hate the I hate this phrase, but I'm gonna use it because it is what it is. It's a Metroidvania game. Um, it is Guacamelee. It was you know it was on the PS3. Then I think it came to the 360 much later or may not have come to the 360 at all um but this is the super turbo championship edition has all of the dlc that was added to the ps3 version and they've you know up the graphics just a little bit but it, you know it's got all that stuff and and uh and you're able to play as juan the uh the now dead uh spoiler alert now dead luchador Damn. Um, who's, Spoilers, who's come man. back right exactly he, who comes back to try and find and save his his uh requ- requited love um and uh yeah i mean it's just it's just a lot of fun and actually i was streaming it on twitch uh yesterday for like two and a half hours um and found some glitches so I will, will edit up that Twitch stream, and then maybe we'll be able to put it in the show notes if you guys want to take a look at it. Um, but uh, additionally, s- small tangent, because that's what I do, um, we will probably have a video review of Guacamelee coming very soon from... Uh, w- w- someone who used to be a friend of the show, he's still a friend of the show, but now is a member of our team. Dun, dun, dun. Dun, exactly. Yeah. So um, we'll, we'll be talking about that in the next couple of days or so. Right. Right. So exactly. We want to give, we want to give him a shout out. Dan, the robot. Oh, boom. Cats out the bag. <laughs> cats, cats out of the, out of the carrier and now going through, <laughs> <laughs> going through security. <laughs> yes. um, so, uh, yeah. So Kyle, what, what have you been playing, man? Uh, um, oh, so the one game that I've been, well, actually been playing a couple of quick things. Um, so there's a group out of 
I'm going to say New York. I'm, I'm I may be wrong. Um, called Simple Machine, and they make awesome games. It's a mobile game. It's on iOS. That was where I'm playing it. Um, they made a game called Four Thrones, which was a, a spin on Solitaire. Oh, okay. Uh, gorgeous game. Uh, beautifully uh, done. The aesthetics on it are gorgeous because I'm a font nerd. Right. <laughs> uh, so when you have really pretty fonts, it really is a thing that I will always kind of hone in on. Um, but they do like a great deal with that. But the newest game that they just came out with uh, in the past couple, I think past month or so, is one called Lex. So it's a uh, it's a puzzle word game in which you uh, have like six or eight tiles on a screen, um, and they all have points, Scrabble, Scrabble like. Uh, and your job is just to make as many make as many words as you can within the time limit. Uh, the cool thing about it, the small twist that I really like is, so when you're making your words, letters that are unused fill with color. And the letters, once they fill all the way up with color, if it fills all the way, then you lose. So the game is over at that point. Oh, uh, okay. Hmm. Um, but it, the thing that makes it great, and the thing I love about Simple Machine is that the way that they visually convey... Uh, certain aspects of their gameplay mechanics are really well done. So it's like things slide into and they have like little bumps and jiggles when they when they pop onto the screen. Um, it's kind of time based in the respect that you need to, to get everything in words out of the, the way. But once you get your multiplier up up to a certain point, the music changes as well. Uh, so mm. it'll get to like level four, you'll get like a four times multiplier and then the beats will just like start to pump in. And it, it one, it hypes you up because you're like, oh, that's like awesome music. But two, it speeds you along because then all the letters start to, to, to fill up a little bit faster. Um, it's, it's super simple. It's a gorgeous game. It's weird how it's just sim- simple games that they make because they're a simple machine um, are <laughs> such aesthetically pretty and simple in their mechanics, but extremely fun. They have totally understood what makes a game fun in short bursts especially um so that game is called lex and it's awesome um we're hoping to get them on the show at some point i met them at a demo night uh over in new york uh some some months ago um and they are pretty damn awesome um and i've also been playing doki doki universe on my yes yes and i don't like it yeah, <laughs> there's and something wrong with you, man. And I can't explain why. I mean, I haven't really had the the full experience yet. I haven't. I've kind of played through the tutorial, and okay. I don't. And that's a kind of a shitty way to say you don't like a game. And I, I will revisit this on another show once I have more time to play it. But right. you know, in the initial phases of you going to play a game, you kind of can tell if something is going to resonate with you in a way that makes you want to play it some more. And so far, it's. It's not really doing that for me. I'm, I'm, mm. I'm sure Ian that you, since you've been discussing and talking about uh, possibly trying to make a game at some point in in your own spare time, that you're, you're mm-hmm. kind of, kind of digging into game mechanics and what makes things fun and and, and stuff like that. Um, do you have anything that when you're when you're talking about and discussing uh, or thinking about making the game that you're making, are there some specific things you're trying to hit? Uh, that are like these are the touchstones that I must have in my game that are going to make me ex- me excited to continue to make it and hopefully other people play it. Ooh, that is tricky. Um, it's difficult because I'm like I grew up as an adventure game kid, 
Ah. So the stuff that I'm interested in is like very narrative based. Mm-hmm. Right. So like I, I geeked out about The Walking Dead when it came out. Um, I mean, oh, not right. when it came out, like a year and a half after everyone said it was amazing. <laughs> I finally got around to it. Right. But, um, <laughs> but um, so for me, like it's more a quality of how well does this stitch its narrative into gameplay? Like are the gameplay and the narrative working well together? Right. Um, right. When it comes to things like I can I can say like Luftrausers manages to hit a really good sweet spot of like game feel and challenge while still feeling like you could always do a little bit better than you just did. But since that's not the thing I'm trying to learn how to do, I it's still magic to me. It's like, right. oh, they they clearly just cast a spell and that's why this feels so good. There was no programming involved. <laughs> Yeah, and then when you try to do that on your own, you're like, "Oh shit!" <laughs> that is so ex- that's so difficult to do. Like, I I I'm I'm learning that too. I'm I'm hoping one mm-hmm. day to to get get in the trenches and try to make a game because I have ideas. I have lots of ideas, but I, seeing people actually know how to do it and then make it come true, I'm just like, I don't know if my brain works in the same way that your brain works. I don't know how that's actually mm-hmm. going to work. Um. And I guess the last thing I've been playing, so in, in the house that I'm staying at, I'm staying at a friend's home. Uh, they have an Xbox One. So I've actually had the chance to play some Xbox One stuff, and the game that he had was Assassin's Creed uh, Black Flag. Ah. And, it, and it reinforces the fact that I don't like Black Flag either. I'm so, <laughs> it, re, it, re, it reinforces the fact that I'm totally done with that series. Uh, you're I, a curmudgeon. I'm not a curmudgeon. I am not Jeff Gersman. And this is the reason why I say this is because the things that are in that game that should still be the, the carrot and stick, they have spread themselves so thin to the point that I'm like in the same way that Ian was just talking about the narrative things that pulled you in. I was way about to, uh, I was, I was way into in the first couple of games when you had the whole like golden apple stuff and it was like oh this dude is in the animus and the animus is awesome because these are the this is the eternal fight between the 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 assassins and the templars and this is what everyone is trying to accomplish because at the end of the day the world balances on these things it was like the biggest jay-z illuminati story on the planet <laughs> and th- and that made it fun for me but now right. it's gotten to this point where it seems like they've jumped the shark enough that all the fun parts aren't there anymore. The, the mechanics are still great. It looks really pretty. Uh, you get to run up on dudes and stab them, and that's great. And they never explained Eagle Vision, which pisses me off. Because I'm like, oh, you can just magically see shit, and everyone is blah, blah, blah. Like, it, the, dis- the disconnect is, is, is okay, but it always has bugged me. I'm like, they never even gave you a reason why you can do this. Not even a link to the... I mean. Well, we know that you're a descendant just... of Desmond, you know, or you're 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 one of his ancestors, and you all have eagle vision. That's you know, it was part of your DNA. You know what? Fuck that. Right. <laughs> listen, listen. As the guy, as the guy who who fucking loves Metal Gear Solid. Okay, fine. And you love that series. You're gonna you're gonna give rake somebody over the coals for some game mechanic that doesn't make narrative sense. First Are you of kidding all... me? First of all, fuck you for bringing that up. Second of all, <laughs> second of all, you are absolutely right. And third of all, I am totally a hypocrite. So yes, hmm. there it is. I, there. If you're gonna bring that up and you're gonna say that that's the case, I have to eat crow and say that you're absolutely right <laughs> and not talk. I mean, shit I about. think. Go ahead, go ahead, Ian. I th- I think there's a certain amount of like 
there's an amount of batshit crazy that is allowable in like a Metal Gear Solid game that right. maybe maybe Assassin's Creed is just a little too straight faced to get away with. Yeah, I, like, I, would, I would agree with that. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I haven't, I haven't, I don't have consoles for either, so I know a lot about both series, but haven't played either of them. Um, <laughs> but, uh, but in general, like, I don't know. I remember when I was watching um, Prometheus, where I was trying to explain okay. to somebody how, like, it's like there's so much shit that you just don't believe, and it's like it's set in space, and like there's gigantic aliens attacking. <laughs> like, look, <laughs> right. there are rules to this universe that I will accept. They broke right. those rules to the universe. Like, yeah. they're they're. Yeah. Blah, like you can't just basically right. say, "Well, it's fiction, so right. anything can happen." It's like, well, right. yeah, I was, I was that same and, person who was in, who was in the theater, and I was like, <laughs> "He better not take his goddamn helmet off. If he takes his helmet off right now, <laughs> there's no goddamn oxygen here. Don't do this shit. Don't. Do- oh, he fucking took his helmet off." <laughs> well, the, to, so to go to go back to Assassin's Creed, I think yes. that the, you know, yeah. So I think the series has kind of jumped the shark, and it's and it's really, you know, basically, it's it's to me, it's akin to the Fast and Furious series, where <laughs> you know, where like you know, at first there was there was a there was a tone, there was something going on, and now it's just like, so uh, you know, the Assassin's Creed series is basically fictionalized stories within a historical time period and that's and that's it you know we get a period in time that seems cool and you get an assassin and they just build a story and it really doesn't matter anymore you know it's just let's let's run around and have some fun and jump on people eagle vision uh show some vistas look at vistas aren't they beautiful you know what if that's the case and i and i and i again will agree that there is, you have to have some disconnect with some of these games, and you just have to let some of that stuff go. Right. <laughs> but if that's the case, then I just get to randomly scream Eagle Vision when I just do random shit. Okay. Okay, I'm down with that. <laughs> and then hopefully people will just ride or die with me on it. And I was like, Hey, I'm down with that. I didn't pay for this Eagle Vision. Right. Right. And then ju- and then just bounce out of the store, and hopefully I don't right. get arrested. <laughs> but what you got to do though is you got to jump on jump on an arm of a couch in that crouch move. So and then just and just <laughs> you got to get a camera to pan around. Wait a minute, actually, you know what? Now that I'm new to Portland, that may be the only way that I find out new things. I need to jump on tall <laughs> things. <laughs> use, use use my eagle vision, synchronize with everything yes. in the place. Yep. There and then go. hopefully all the landmarks will be on my map. That'll Boom. be dope. Done. Oh done. my god, I'm done it's, with you. Yes. <laughs> We've AC'd Portland. That's maybe that's the new game. Oh my god! Uh, Assassin's Creed Portland. Oh, well, <laughs> you know you've got a Assassin's the new historical era is the new historical era is nineties Portland. Yes, yes. <laughs> oh, um, please write that script. Yes, there we, go, there we go. All right, if they if Ubisoft, if you guys uh, use that one. Remember to credit the guys at Smart on Me and Ian. Yeah. So uh, yeah, we'll be we'll be looking for some we'll be looking for some points. Um, and right now, I think people, you guys are looking for some news. So it's time we break it down. Break it down. Our first breakdown topic is. Um, I guess more, 
more academic scholarships are being given out for esports. Yeah, so we talked about, or there was the topic on episode 20 that talked about, uh, what school was that? I forget what school that was. That was... Oh, crap. I just forgot. Um, it doesn't matter. I've got the link open right here, and it says NYU Game Center. Well, this uh-huh. was, yeah, yeah. So that was, N- it's NYU this time. Last time, it ah. was a school here in, in, in Chicago that mm. I can't remember the name. It starts with an R. I, I totally thought terrible. I saved the day with that one. No, uh, you, you know what? And that, <laughs> amazing job. Good job on the pickup. Uh, yeah, right. good, good job reading the words right in front of you. <laughs> no, no, no. You so, uh, you know what? I'm, I'm just going to substitute and say Spelman College. I'm going to say that one. I'm just going to say more. I'm just you gonna, say Hillman. Oh, that's right. Hillman. Yes, that's what I meant. Hillman. Hillman. So, Hillman College gave out a scholarship, which is totally a lie. Um, please don't fact check us because go back to the last episode. You know what we're talking about. Uh, so, so, so Evo combined with New York, uh, NYU game center to award more than $20,000 to, uh, a lucky, a lucky couple of folks, or I'm sorry, a, a lucky, a lucky person, uh, whose name is Tony cow. Uh, he's an illustrator and graphic design, uh, a student, I believe, uh, out of Chicago. And he is basically going to get a 20, 20 K scholarship uh to their masters of fine arts program uh, at NYU because he got this scholarship that they put together for people who are into competitive gaming uh had a had a financial need and also uh were into game design uh so it's weird it's kind of awesome in that respect we kind of we didn't clown on it the last episode but we kind of No I just like- cl- I clowned on Robert Morris the university and uh in question yes you did and yes, i got i got matter of fact i got hate mail because of that thanks all right all right no problem no problem you can't <laughs> go to robert morris now yeah i will not go to robert morris now so uh they combined together uh and became scholarship voltron and and gave out a scholarship to this gentleman and it kind of is awesome i kind of appreciate the fact that they did this right. um it's funny that now that we're seeing these combinations of uh academia and gaming centric places because you know a lot of folks are having game design courses now uh they're having lots of discussions about bringing people in uh you know our our friend trea uh trea andrea you know she totally does game studies uh classes over at um oh my god I'm you, umass totally amherst at i UMass got you amherst. back bro thank you sir this is what happens when you <laughs> i'm still jet lagged after a week right exactly <laughs> a week off yes yeah, it's, it's bad we love um, you trey yeah we're a trey uh word anyway so (laughs) worst comeback show ever anyway (laughs) um i'm just i'm just it's it's kind of awesome (laughs) that they have combined to do this uh and put this money up for students to be able to kind of live their dreams and make the games that they've always wanted to make um and it seems like evo which is going on right now. If you're not paying right. attention, Evo is going on right now this weekend. You, It'll be over by the time you hear the podcast. But Evo in and of itself has been crazy. Just day one, like everyone is dropping like flies on the, in the fighting uh, game community. The top heads are like out of here. Um, but that's kind of awesome. Who would have who thought that that combination would have ever would have ever come to fruition? You know? Mm-hmm. Right. Well, I, is, so yeah, go ahead. Go ahead, man. What is Tony's game? Like, what does he play competitively? That they didn't say, and I would really like to know because if he's, you know, 
maybe going to be at Evo. Maybe he's at Evo now. We never know. Right. But he, hmm. you know, and plus it wouldn't even make a difference because he would have like some other name anyway. Right, <laughs> right. You know what I mean? Like he'd be like biscuits and waffles. E- <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> EMP biscuits and waffles. Some 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 craziness like that. Um, I don't know. It's 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 awesome. I think it's going to be something that you will see in the future happen a lot more. I I wouldn't I wouldn't not say that it wouldn't happen again. I think that you know since NYU, which has been great about reaching out to students and being really really involved in their kind of outside uh, interests uh are, are going to be doing things like this further uh down the road i wonder if uh, if more like we saw with the um previous story uh if other f- uh colleges are going to take a, and, and jump on this as well do you, do you think that's going to happen see well I, I i mean i think so i and, and in fact uh, you know one of the things that i said was i you know i think we're turning an, an academic page where where Universities are starting to realize and and look at the the strategic elements that are involved in and being you know really really good at these games to being you know uh, professional competitive level players at the at these games and you know understanding that there's a level of of strategy and and um, you know perseverance patience and other p words. Um, that it takes to that it takes to to really succeed at these games, and they they understand that that correlates with with academic you know academic acumen pro, you know potentially, but it, but at the at the very least it shows a level of intelligence. Um, and you know one of the things that they were saying in the story is that is is that you can look at the way people approach fighting games to the same way people approach uh, playing chess. And, you know, if you look at a person who is a, as a tournament style or a tournament grade chess player, you look at those people and you say that they are very intelligent. Um, and, you know, I think it's, it's really wonderful to see universities such as NYU, you know, great, great universities, unlike Robert Morris. Oh um, <laughs> man! Oh, I gotta keep, I gotta keep throwing it in there. Dude, Damn. Dude. Um, but but you know, I mean, but it, it's it's really it's really welcoming to see universities really start to latch on um, to to people playing these games and understand that that is you know it's not just a hobby or a pastime there is there's a, a a level of of fundamental growth that that happens as a result of of playing all of these games and you know what i what i also think is great is that the more exposure these people that wind up getting scholarships have the better off it'll be for the younger generation so now you know the parents parents will will look at purchasing games and and you know and and you know, can also go and encourage kids to play certain games because, you know, just like parents go and encourage their kids to to be, you know, to, to you know, be better at basketball, be more proficient in football or, or you know, track or, what you know, whatever it may be. Um, so that with, you know, with the hopes of getting a college scholarship, maybe this is another avenue. Um, and I, th- I personally, I think that's wonderful as, as uh, you know, a parent of a college age child um, and, you know, parent of one who's already graduated from college on a, on a basketball scholarship, um, you know, whatever, whatever it takes, 
to make me not have to pay for school, I'm down. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's that's the route that, you know, it's also kind of interesting, too, because, you know, people have been talking about our esports, our video gamers, athletes in the, in the same way that sports athletes are athletes. And it also kind of, you know, it gives another spin to the idea of being smart in a different way is also being cool which i think a lot of folks don't have anymore they you know the whole absolutely the whole geek rebellion uh has kind of flipped a little bit where folks are like hey you do have your eye hand coordination is an actual skill your ability to comprehend react and do things in milliseconds may not necessarily be something where you get a jersey for it or you get something where you, you know, you, you get millions of dollars for it, but you totally have honed a skill into a fine point and you actually can execute when you need to. So I think, you know, people may have to think of uh, athletes in a different way of being like mental athletes. I know people used to use that term and people used to kind of scoff at it. But, you know, these folks, you can't do some of the stuff that they do if you just try. You have to actually mm-hmm. learn how to do these things over a long period of time. You know, I can catch a, a fly with chopsticks. That's only because of video games. <laughs> I can, that, that's, that's the Miyagi. <laughs> no, that's because of video games. Like I, I will, I will come home with all the tickets from Dave and Buster's because I play video games. My anger yeah. coordination is amazing in that respect. So it's great. Well, hmm. you, you, you could only get the tickets from Dave and Buster's if you played video games. So it's kind of a catch twenty-two. Damn, that was, that was that was that was that was some end of the ocean, some some crazy deepness right there. <laughs> so, so Ian, as as a person who is currently a student, who is mm. currently playing games, um, in 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 a in a profession at a school, what do you think of, um, you know, places like this? And and actually, you're, I mean, you're at least very, you know, tempting at one of the smartest universities, one of the nerdiest universities um, in the country, if not the world, um, with, you know, at MIT. What do you, what do you think about uh, kids getting scholarships for esports? Well, I have like, I have a melange of thoughts right now. Um, <laughs> melange, about, very nice. Yeah, I go to college. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I guess one of the things is like I keep thinking about the the gigantic Dota two competition that right, is that right. like this coming week I think I or think, it's yeah, going on yeah, now yeah, yeah. Uh, it's going on right now yeah and that's one of those things that is clearly like I don't think schools can pretend that esports play, that there's no money in esports you know right. that like right. Right. I don't know if this is sort of like a flagship idea of well look if we're one of the first schools to give a scholarship to someone for esports. We are maybe seeing that there is the potential that someday there could be multi-million dollar like esport players and that sure. it's going to be like a feather in that school's cap to say like, yeah, we were one of the first people to give scholarships and look, look how it's blowing up. Um, and that's interesting. It's sort of like a, a weird like capitalist way of thinking about scholarships <laughs> where it's like, oh, you're doing it. You might, you might be doing it now because you're seeing that this may yield dividends for you in the future. Um, but I don't think people can deny that esports are blowing up. I think everybody's just sort of curious, how big is it going to get? Are people really going to make money at this or is it a bubble or what's happening with esports right now? Um, especially because a lot of the people working out the scholarships probably don't know that much about Dota, at least not to the degree that they might know something about basketball. Right. Um, Right. 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 
But it's also sort of interesting because, like, a lot of people from poor community backgrounds, like, can still get a basketball scholarship just because putting up, like, a basketball hoop is pretty cheap. Right. Um, but the financial, like, down payment you have to have in order to get into esports is usually, like, a multi-hundred dollar chunk of technology. Right. Um, and so this is one of those things that's that's very, like, well... Only people of a certain economic level are going to have access to this scholarship. Um, I am sort of glad that it sounds like this one is a combination of, yes, you are into esports, but also you have financial need because it sort of worries me that, like, well, is this just going to ultimately be, like, a, a scholarship for middle class people who may not need it? So mm-hmm. I'm, I'm glad that those two things are sort of dovetailing like that. That I was like, well, it's people who play esports but also have financial need for scholarship. Right, sure. sure. I hope that sticks around. Yeah. Yeah. yeah um, you know what else will stick around with us? What's that? Mm. Our our music breaks. Oh. So, <laughs> yeah. So we're uh, we're about to uh, delve into our music break. Um, I hope you guys enjoy it. It's our it's our first it's our first one back from Independence Day. So here we go. <laughs> Get the rhyme, it is wicked Those that don't know how to be pros get evicted A woman can bear you, break you, take you Now it's time to rhyme Can you relate to a sister dope enough to make you holler and scream? Hey, yo, let me take it from here, queen Excuse me, but I think I'm about to To get into precisely what I am about to do I'm conversating to the folks who have no whatsoever clue So listen very carefully as I break it down for you Merrily, 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 merrily High to happy overjoyed Please will all the beats and rhymes my sisters have employed Slick and throwing down the sound Totally a yes, let me state the position Ladies first, yes? Yes. Yeah, there's gonna be some changes right there. Believe me when I say being a woman is great to see. I know that all the fellas out there will agree with me. Not for being one, but for being with one. Cause when it's time for loving, it's the woman that gets them sworn. Stepping, strutting, moving on, rhyming, cutting, and not forgetting. We are the ones to give birth to the new generation of prophets. Cause it's late. I break into a lyrical freestyle. Grab the mic, look at the crowd, and see smiles. Cause they see a woman standing up on her own too. Sloppy slouching is something I won't do. Some think that we can't flow. Can't flow. Stereotypes, they got to, go. got to go. I'ma mess around and flip the scene into reverse. With what? With a little touch of late first. Expands throughout the universe A female rapper with a message to send The Queen Latifah is a perfect specimen My sister, can I get some? Sure, Moni Love, grab the mic and get dumb Yo, praise me not for being simply what I am Born in L-O-N-D-O and town American You dig exactly where I'm coming from You want righteous rhyme and I'ma give you some To enable you to age yourself And get paid and the material that has no meaning I wish to play, pay me every bit of your attention Like mother, like daughter, I would also like to mention I wish for you to bring me to the bring me to the rhythm Of which is now systematically given Desperately stressing I'm the daughter of a sister Who's the mother of a brother Who's the brother of another plus one more All four have a job to do We doing it, respect due 
Cuban mother who's the root of it And next up is me, the M-O-N-I-E-L-O-V-E And I'm first cause I'm a L-A-D-I-E Contact and in fact, the style it gets harder Cooling on the scene with my European partner Laying down track after track, waiting for the climax When I get there, that's when I tax the next man Or the next woman, man, it doesn't make a difference Keep the competition coming And I recite chapter in verse The title of this recital is Ladies First the next thing we're going to talk about is how uh, misogyny is running rampant um, within within esports, um, or is it? Uh, <laughs> so, so a couple of weeks ago, there was there was a story out of Sweden where they where they said they wanted to break up, they wanted to segregate sexually segregate their esports leagues right. um so that you would have a male esports league and a female esports league and everybody lost their shit um mm-hmm. and you know I, I i'm not sure what side of the fence you're you're you could be on some would say rightfully so that you know i mean in 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 of all things esports is a is a you know um playing playing video games is a great equalizer it's it's, an, it's something that will allow everyone to play on even footing you don't you know there's there's no physical advantage that a guy gets over a woman um so people were were naturally at, at least in, in you know knee-jerk reaction were were very put off by by the, uh, the comments that were made um but just this week and an article written by emily guerra from from polygon um she talks about how in chess in tournament style chess which is you know kind of piggybacks on on the things we were just talking about um in in tournament style chess they segregate between men and women and that helps to stimulate women within within tournament within i guess competitive chess um so so i guess doing it within competitive gaming could also be a good idea uh, 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 Kyle, I guess, what do you, what do you think about that? Well, um, there's a couple of things. So the first initial, uh, I forgot what was that? What tournament was that in Sweden? I forget. Uh, we are the forgetful. Uh, right, right. I think it was the Hearthstone, the Hearthstone one. Right. So it, the flimsy kind of bullshittery answer that they gave I think was the thing that was the icing on the cake of that particular discussion. Sure. It's too hard to animate. Yeah. It was another two women are too hard to animate kind of deal. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> right. So we're not going to let them slide on that respect. They, they kind of, they, they fumble their way back into uh, putting everyone back into the tournament and, you know, they, they screwed themselves on that, which they fully deserved all the backlash that they got. Um, the the Polygon article, I think, was really interesting for a couple of reasons. So um, if you've been paying attention to the way that things have been going in the STEM sides of things, that's um, science, uh, science tech. Uh, oh, God, that's not it. Science technology. Uh, la, 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 la. E. What is the E? I don't remember. Uh, um, engineering. Engineering and mathematics. And mathematics. Thank you. God, um, man. smart. Yeah. <laughs> Hashtag and, science looks good. Yeah, basically science looks good. Um, if you've been paying attention to STEM programs, STEM programs right now, when we had uh, a sex segregated uh, 
uh, a place for learning, we've seen women flourish in the spaces in which they've been able to be around other women, have uh, women instructors, have curriculum tailored towards um, uh, towards their needs, right? So we've seen that happen in numerous spaces in which those places have been. So you've seen, you know, Spelman College, we go back to that, you know, women have been excelling there for a long period of time. Right. Um, and it's been like that for a while. Um, which leads to some credence to this particular um, kind of story, at least in my mind, of saying, well, hey, if we give women a place in which they can flourish without without in the, in this bubble, without having to deal with the things that usually they would have to deal with, the misogyny, the sexism, the, the, the just random awfulness that men can bring to a table when it comes to anything sure. competitive <laughs> as well, then you know what? Maybe... It might be something in which we can see some really awesome uh, tournaments that are just for women. I, I wouldn't be necessarily too upset by that. And it made me also think about uh, back in the early to mid 90s, there was a huge influx of women based uh, first person shooter teams. So we had like the PMS clan and then we had like the frag girls and we yeah, had right. all these all these uh, communities for women where they could be with other like minded individuals not have to deal with some of those things. I mean, once they got online then all, you know, all hell broke loose, but when they went to tournaments, they would like kick people's asses and be good and be fine. And everything would be all right. Um, so it makes me think that I, you know, while we have Evo going on and while we have this, uh, the, the invitational going on, the Dota invitational, I would absolutely kind of love to see a nothing but woman tournament, nothing but women tournament where they get their chance to shine and let them do what they need to do and like play and bust bust ass. And then if there's some way to, infil, uh, to integrate men into some of these some of these tournaments and have it co-ed, uh, I would love to see that, too, because I don't think that women get any of the shine that they need to. Like, I remember there being something, um, I guess it was at CEO and it was a young young lady who came up uh, playing Injustice and I was watching that. And she was busting people's asses and it was great. And I loved it. And I was like, we need more of this. Like who, who, who is the person that's going to sponsor her? You know, like why isn't there someone that's pulling her to the forefront? And I don't, I don't know if she ever uh, got into the finals or if she got into top 16 or anything like that, but it was really refreshing to see that part of the gamesmanship uh, be at the forefront of the tournaments and be celebrated in that way. It was it was actually really different and good to see. Um, Ian, do you have any thoughts on this? Um, again, another melange. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, on the one hand, it's like I feel like this is sort of a situation where there are very clear benefits and potentially serious drawbacks. Right. And right. you sort of have to deal with the fact that it's like, well, this is probably step forwards in certain area and steps backwards in other areas, and you sort of have to like balance. Like, well, in the end. Are the steps forward like good enough to warrant that? Right. Um, right. So, like, the idea of a women's league on the one hand is very legitimizing. Like, if people say like girls don't play games, it's very easy to just, especially for women like watching this, to say like, "Fuck you!" Like, they have their own league. Obviously, women right. play games. Right. Um, Absolutely. And the idea of like them having this specific space that is for them um, is more or less guaranteed to increase visibility of women in in the game space. Um, so like, that's really cool. But, um, I also remember this, like this talk that I saw a guy give one time about like where the tenderloin came from in San Francisco. Sure. Where, like uh, yeah. it started out like there was this, uh, transvestite 
I was a transvestite. I'm trying to remember if they were transvestites or actually transgender folks. And I, we're going to do trans with the asterisk, like the inclusive trans. Right, um, right, right. They, there was right. like this diner where all these trans folks hung out that regularly got raided. And then like, and this was several years before Stonewall, they rebelled against it and like kicked all the cops out of the place. And it became this big thing. And the cops just finally said, okay, we're just staying out of that neighborhood. And so suddenly that became a neighborhood where like, all these people who are regularly raided and mistreated by general society suddenly had a safe space to go to. Right. Sure. But at the same time, it was also like very literally becoming a ghetto where like uh, it's like, OK, so now you have this really strong sense of community. But the reason you have that community is because you're segregated from what is considered normal community. And then normal culture still gets to consider itself normal. Right. Um, so like if both leagues are given equal legitimacy, I think that can be really valid. And I think the idea that, um, I mean, I think we have to deal with the fact that right now esports basically is the men's league anyway. Right. Um, sure. So, so I think it could have a lot of benefits, but I do think the idea that like sooner or later we're going to have to deal with the fact like, okay, we've built a lot of community. We've created a lot of visibility. Now is the fact that they're segregated from each other actually doing more harm than good now that we've right. gotten those gains firmly established. Right. And it's exactly, exactly. So, so, uh, you know, I, I mean, that was kind of my thing is, 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 you know, we do this to what end? Um, you know, obviously there's, there is a benefit in, in STEM research and, 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 uh, you know, I guess running STEM programs because, um, it, there, you know, they, they, they show some benefits, but, but ultimately the point is that we want to take, you know, uh, people of color, uh, minorities and, and, you know, minorities, including, including women, and we want to put them in places where they feel safe and they're mentored by people that look like them so that when, when they finally matriculate, they can go out into the real world and, and feel, and feel confident to compete at the same level as the majority, aka white men, um, <laughs> where you know what what are we you know what do you, what's the benefit of creating these you know all women leagues for for the women and for the gamers at large? Um, you know, are they are they gonna sit around and be mentored by women and play against women? You know, in, in perpetuity. Or are we, you know, or is at some point, as kind of as Ian kind of alluded to, you know, at some point, are we going to to desegregate them and and say, all right, we've got enough now and the competition level, you know, the levels are are equal so we can just have one league of, you know, and are we going to do that per game or are we going to do that, you know, per tournament? Like, you know, what what do what do we do? I mean, I think if you look at the, the, the games themselves and say that each one is a specific discipline and say, okay, you want to, you want to be in the injustice one, then absolutely. Whatever fighting game tournament you want to go into, I think each one of them, you have to look at the, the particular games and see what that does. But I also think the more important part is doing, having these spaces where people can feel safe, but also continue, continue, continuing. I'm sorry to address the main problem, right? You yeah. have to you have to discuss and talk about the misogyny, the right. the sexism sure. in a way that's not handholdy to the men that perpetuate it. Sure. Yeah. And, and I, I think it does also beg the question, like, there are very 
conceivable gains that could come from having a women's league, but is it possible to get those gains in other methods? Like, is is it can they just be actively recruiting more women into the league that exists? Can they actively be regulating the league to make it more accepting to women and things like that? Um, sure. And maybe right. that wouldn't be quite as immediately effective, but it's hard to say. And if their first, if the first conclusion they leap to is let's make two separate leagues, then I do sort of wonder, like, did you try the other stuff first? Right. <laughs> right. Hmm. <laughs> I mean, well, that's, that's a part of it, right? It's like we, we, we understand that from the outside looking in saying that totally would just make sense, right? That's like the, the underlying foundation of that discussion is like, are you doing everything you possibly can to make sure that those people feel okay while they're there? Mm. But every, but at every turn, it goes back to, you know, internet culture. And it's just like, hey, can you not be an asshole? <laughs> right, can you actually right. look at people as people? and see their worth at all times and not cause it was weird. So like there was a, there was a television show that was on, that was not a t- television show. It was an internet TV show basically uh, that was called cross. I think it was cross counter. So uh, we had the whole crazy uh, incident a while ago that had uh, some folks locked up in a house and uh, they all were in there and it was a fighting game tournament run by Capcom. And then they had a whole bunch of sexist, uh, uh, stuff that went on in in within that space so then uh th- this tv show that that popped up uh was totally legit looked really above board uh had some really top name fighters on it um and it was great because it kind of did what people have been trying to do for the fighting game community and give them a bigger platform that wasn't just an evo or a ceo so it was like a televised thing that you would watch every week so they did it and it was great and it was perfect. The, the presentation was awesome. But then they brought out two women to basically spin a wheel in in a skirt. And it was the worst <laughs> thing you could have ever done because it just removed all the legit- legitimacy right. out of the particular event. So it, we, it feels weird because it feels like, again, who are the people who are going to most benefit? Are Do they have a spot at the table when these... Uh, tournaments are actually being devised uh do do they have a say in the way that things are presented because that's another part of it right it's like we can make these tournaments that are just for women but if they're run by men then what's the purpose like like what Mm. what's what's the thing you know what i mean like you're gonna have a female uh uh participant uh participated uh tournament but through a male prism and that's not going to be awesome either sure yeah so many Go ahead. Go ahead, Ian. I'm sorry. Oh, sorry. Uh, okay. I, <laughs> I always get to go ahead when we start at the same time. Um, very gracious of you. Um, I mean, I just also think about, like, how much fighting games are usually designed for male gaze in the first place. Oh, yeah. Sure. Um, sure. That it's like, like, if there was a women's league, who decides what games are in the women's league? Like, are, are a bunch of women going to want to come together and play, like, Dead or Alive, where it's like they, you know the creators of jiggle physics like right you know (laughs) so i don't know and and then if you start raising the question of like well if the women get to pick their games would they necessarily play the same games would they want to play games that have better representations of women um would smash brothers be a lot more popular than like mortal Kombat because the women are a lot less sexualized in smash brothers um 
or I don't know, would they want to play Skullgirls or something? Because there's a lot more female characters in that. Um, I mean, I can't like, obviously, I'm not going to sit around and like hypothesize like this is what women are like and this is what games they want to (laughs) play. But I I do think it's worth acknowledging that like they may not necessarily different populations may not want to play the same games because they're going to be different things are going to twig based on the content of those games and who those games are designed for. Um, And then the idea of desegregating the league becomes a question of like, well, okay, but now you've got people who've been like specializing in stuff that is more blatantly misogynistic and the women's league has maybe not been specializing in that stuff. Sure. Sure. Yeah. Um, well, so, I mean, well, the, so the, a couple of things, you know, if you're, if you're a, a controller fighting game and, and smash kind of, kind of falls out of it because it's just, it's, it's somewhat different, but not, um, but like if you, you know, if you've played the mainstream fighting games, you, you get an understanding of how fighting games work, you know, how to juggles work, how to, you know, how to special moves work. And then, and then, you know, from, from there, the learning curve is just understanding and learning the moves and understanding what the delay is between, um, you know, your controller input to actually, doing the move on on the game and i think that people that are good at fighting games um will obviously tend to skew towards being better than the normal person in any fighting game just because they understand their brains are kind of uh you know they're they're focused on how those types of games work and i think that if there are women that are out there and they're playing the games um they they'll be able to pick up even you know the mortal combats and and they and you know and the dead or alive and you know the games that that are a little bit uh more misogynistic um you know with with jiggly games what's the what's the game by from SNK um with the the vampires which one? <laughs> um, oh crap! I can't think of it now. It's not King of Monsters, but there's a there's another game. Darksiders. Um, Darksiders. There you go. Good yeah. job. Um, yeah, Felicia yeah. as a character. Right. If women aren't just like, what the fuck? Right. <laughs> right. Like, right. oh my god! Right. Like, I see stuff like that now, and it's just like this was let th- people let this rock for this long. Yeah, for twenty five years. Oh my god! You know? Yeah, yeah. it's craziness. Yeah. Well, so I think I, I mean, I really I, I enjoy this conversation. What I want to know is what you guys think in the community. Please tweet at us, send us emails. We want to know what you guys think of what, uh, you know, what we've been talking about and, and whether or not you're in favor of a segregated segregated esports uh, league, you know, a league just for women. If you're not. Um, you know, what do you think? What do we do? How do we recruit more women into esports? What type of games do we play? Let's get, you know, let's keep the conversation going. Let's, you know, get it on Twitter. Let's get it on Facebook. Um, you know, we want, we really want to know what you guys think. Yeah. And I would love to reach out to some of the women who are in these specialized leagues, like the Frag Dolls and, uh, PMS Clan and stuff like that. I'm sure that there sure. are other ones that are popped up because I think that their perspective on this, you know, a lot of the a lot of the discussion when I first heard of these clans was like, we are tired of dudes being assholes to us, so we are over here now. 
But I wonder how that has changed or if it has at all in the time that we've uh, had had these things in uh, the game space. So, again, yeah, please uh, tweet at us uh, and you can get at us at all the places that we'll talk to you about uh, at the end of the show. Um, Uh, So I think we're almost at the end of our show. We have like one more topic, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, I'll just I'll say quickly before we before we get onto that, I would love to see an all female clan that has a name that doesn't immediately denote that they're an all female clan. Hmm. You know, I would I, I would love to like I would love for us to get to that space. Yeah, I where, would. Uh, you yeah. know, where where you don't have to say, oh yeah, well you know immediately you know these yeah. are you know these are women it, you know that that would be great i mean I, the uh, funny thing is i see it all the time when it well not all, i don't see that all the time but i see when i watch like the call of duty uh, uh big championships and stuff like that and sure. i'm just like damn this would be so much more awesome if there were a female represented team here like it would just be awesome just to see it right right absolutely. because because it just it just changes a lot of the 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 mood in such a bro ass right right right. you know what i mean so that that would be that would actually be really uh interesting to see so i'm sorry continue no no no. i mean it so it is uh since we are on to our last topic i figured it would be time to bring back bricago's favorite game true fronts yeah we need Uh, need an actual uh tone for that or like an actual intro for that Right, butterfly in the sky. (laughs) (laughs) So, so Ian, you this is your first time playing True Fronts. Um, This is a game where we we talk about a topic and we talk about certain things within that topic. A couple of bullet points, if you will, and we we talk about the bullet point and we say whether we believe it's something that will happen. True. Or if we believe it's something that will not happen, it's front. It's a they're fronting on on that particular topic. Mm. So there we go. True fronts. Okay. Um, today's today's topic uh, for true fronts is the games that are listed to re- uh, scheduled to be released in the month of October of 2014. Um, people, if you don't know. Every game you've ever heard of, <laughs> every single fucking game will be released in October of 2014 this year. Uh, well, yes, of 2014. Duh. This guy is smart. I'm, you know, brains. <laughs> um, it's, it's, it's really, seriously, guys, it's cuckoo bananas. The, the number of games that, that, that are scheduled to be released this year. Um, we're, we're going to go through the list. Okay. Um, and we're gonna talk about a couple of a couple of them, and you know, we'll you know we'll make it really easy because you know there are some obvious ones. There are some annual October releases that we'll mention really quickly, but we know you know we know that those are coming out. Um, so NBA Live, which you know not necessarily annual annual, um, depending on whether or not it's going to come out, but the, but both NBA games are scheduled to be released in in uh, on October seventh, which is the second Tuesday of the month, or actually the first the first Tuesday of the month because it's the seventh, and that's how things work. Um, and uh, so so those will definitely be out. 
um, because they, you know, they have a hard date that they have to hit. And towards the end of the month, Battlefield Hardline is October 21st, and then Assassin's Creed is October 28th. We know those games are definitely coming out. WWE 2K15, which also comes out in October every year. Um, but now is it's, uh, 2K15. It's being done by the 2K team as opposed to, I think this is the second year? Yeah, this is the second for, year that they've had a second, chance second to, year to play for with 2K? it. Yep. Yeah. Um, but... Uh, you know, there are, there are a shitload of, and it's not like, you know, so every, every, every month has a bunch of titles, um, in the month, but this is a month full of triple eight titles, which is, I mean, it's just unheard of. So within the first week of the month, you've got super smash brothers, skylanders, trap team. Um, which is the first Skylanders that will be available on the uh, current-gen consoles. Xbox One and PS4 is will be on the Wii U. It's going to be on everything. I, th- um, I could have swore that when you said Skylanders Trap Team, they were talking about Skylanders doing drug deals. <laughs> right. Yeah. Hey, you know, maybe they maybe they've turned a corner. You know? Oh wow! I was like, it, it maybe I told I was looking at somewhere else in the house, and I was like, trap team. What? The, what? Right. <laughs> Skylanders goes hood. Right. Mommy, I got that Nestle quick. <laughs> <laughs> um. So then, Alien Isolation, Dragon Age Inquisition, Drive Club. Uh, Lord of the Rings, Middle Earth, uh, Project Spark, Borderlands, the prequel, uh, or the the pre sequel. I will never get that name right. I mean, that name is dumb. Um, some game called Raven's Cry, which is which is weird. I looked it up. Uh, the Evil Within, Evolved, Fantasia Music, Evolved, Samurai Warriors Four, Civ Civ Beyond Earth, uh, Lords of the Fallen, and Sunset Overdrive. Every single game that I listed on here is a triple A title. I mean, these are, these are, this isn't DLC. This isn't, you know, some game that somebody was just throwing in there. This isn't a middle of the road game. These are all games that, that people are expecting to sell in the millions. Um, and that, you know, I mean, that's, I, I, you know, I can't count. So I don't know how many games I just rattled off, but it looks like, you know, there's, hundred games there and you know, they can't they can't all sell millions millions of titles you really can't count i really can't count um <laughs> but but you know so let's let's grab a few of them and and talk about whether or not we believe uh that they'll if they'll make the october that october date um and or whether we believe they're they're fronting um first well, the first one is suck at this game <laughs> <laughs> if, if you if you win there is a year supply of turtle wax in your future for you there you go no well. murray's murray's hair grease oh shit which is which we can definitely give you because all you need is one can that is a lifetime but, supply <laughs> of, of my hair, hair does grease. this without grease is that ah. right? uh, well then exactly so you know listen if you've never used murray's hair grease everybody's hair does it without murray's hair grease because that shit is so thick that you can't actually get it to do anything anyway so it's in the words of pro wrestling from the nes ian the winner is you 
right the winner is you <laughs> so so let's let's start at the beginning um october 7th sees the release of alien isolation dragon aids inquisition drive club the ps4 exclusive um metal earth shadow of mordor nba live nba 2k15 and project spark um yeah yeah <laughs> Yeah. So, and before that, of course, you got Super Smash Brothers, which, uh, Super Smash Brothers on the 3DS, um, which I believe is coming out, you know, and that comes out on a Sunday. That's, you know, that'll be fine. Um, or Friday. I'm not sure how dates work either. Um, and then, uh, Skylanders is, uh, Skylanders is Sunday. Smash Brothers is, is Friday. Those will both be out. I don't, I don't doubt those at all. Um, but, but, so three of these games though i really wonder about um so alien isolation dragon age inquisition and and lord of the rings middle earth um let's start at the top alien isolation do you believe that game will be out on october 7th uh is it truth or are they fronting ka uh that's gonna be true uh, especially because they just announced their whole uh, DLC that had the whole entire, if I'm not mistaken, cast of the first movie in their DLC. Yeah. Doing yeah. the voiceover work for that, which I yeah. heard and almost flipped my shit. Yeah. Because it, I love that movie. Yes. Well, I mean, because, you know, you've got taste. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> None, um, of, none of that none of that freaking aliens with the dude with the dude from uh, B, uh game over man no game that was a, no that, no that was amazing he was great bill Pullman right. is great right none, none of that, <laughs> that uh, <freaking laughs> beauty and the beast nonsense uh oh oh oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah what's yeah. his face that was like alien four or some crap yeah, anyway yeah, yeah. my like, sigourney yeah. weaver's like chilling in the uh, like moat of alien ass i'm like no this is right. <laughs> so they're gonna they're gonna make the date they you can't announce right. stuff like that and then get pushed back because the last aliens game that even was even spoken into existence was awful so they awful. have they have to get this out uh on time yeah um well ian I, you know i don't know how much you know about alien isolation but what do you think do you think they're gonna make that date uh i would go with front okay if I know very little about it, but in general, it seems like so many games are releasing on the same day that some are probably going to reshuffle their schedule just to not be competing. Right. And since the last Alien game was terrible, I would imagine they might want to shuffle it so they're not going up against games that people are more legitimately stoked about. Sure. From what I've heard about the new Alien, apparently people are actually pretty stoked about it too, though. So yeah, what do yeah. I know? <laughs> yeah, well, so so uh, so we've got one true, one one front. I I'm gonna go with true also for for lots of the reasons that that you said, Ka, and and lots of the reasons that you said, Ian, that <laughs> you know that that both both they want to make sure that they hit their date because the last game that was branded with this title was so bad um and also because the you know the people that have been playing the game have all come back with overwhelmingly positive things to say about it um i believe that they'll hit their date however going into the next game um that in that you were you were just saying that that you know 
I don't know if people are if it's if uh, they'll uh, they'll want to go up against a lot of games is Dragon Age in uh, Inquisition uh, by Bioware and EA. Um, I believe that's a front. I don't believe that game is going to come out October seventh. Um, now I'm going to throw a monkey wrench into this and say that I believe that there is a ch- chance that this game may be pushed up into September. Oh, is this a stubnostication? This this is maybe a hashtag stubnostication here, um, where I think this game may get pushed into no into September or or go forward into September or um push itself back into November. Um and and because November has only got four titles that are coming out. All of them are triple A titles. Um but they could they could stand up against those. Uh, Call of Duty, The Crew, Halo, and Far Cry. Call of Duty is by itself on November 4th. The Crew and Halo are November 11th. And Far Cry 4 is, is November 18th. So Dragon Age, which I think is a great game that people will want to play and want to buy, um, may either go up into September where there's not a lot of stuff, just really Destiny and sports titles, or fall back. And maybe go up against Far Cry, um, which you know they these two companies, EA and 2K, can go, or EA and Ubisoft can go head to head against each other, which I think would be pretty good. Um, so, so yeah, so I don't think that's going to make the date. I call front. Right. Uh, Ian, what do you think? Sure, we'll go with front. There we go. I like the way you think, man. <laughs> <laughs> I believe that they are going to make their date. They kind of have to. EA is not the kind of company that will push stuff back like that. Not not games of this magnitude. So Dragon mm-hmm. Age is going to make its date. Okay. All right. The The last game on uh, October 7th is um, uh, Lord of the Rings Battle of... Uh, and it's not called Battle of Middle-Earth. It's just called Middle-Earth Shadow of Mordor, which is a... Oh, crap. I don't know enough about this game to really say what is it's like a it's an it's a first person action semi RPG or maybe it's third person. It's a game, Lord of the Rings. There are Middle Earth. There's Mordor. Um that's also coming out October seventh. Ka Will it come out on October seventh, or are they? Yeah. Fine? No, they're 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 gonna make their date. That's another one of those kind of tentpole games for at least EA, uh, if I'm not mistaken. Is going uh, to... uh, no Warner Brothers. Warner Brothers is published. Oh, WB is doing this yeah. really? Yeah. Oh, that's yeah. right. They have their license now. Okay, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I, I have no reason to think that they won't make this date. It's it's not going to be something that is um, going to pull people from Dragon Age. In that same way, like I don't think that they're directly in competition with Dragon Age, so I'm not. I don't think they're worried about that. So it should make it state. Okay, Ian, what do you think? That sounds good. We'll go with true. All right, there you go. It's his first, <laughs> his first true. <laughs> I'm, I'm calling. I'm calling friends on this. I'm calling. Uh, they, they gotta be. First off, I have. I've. I still haven't seen footage of this game outside of a trailer. And I didn't even see anything about it at E3, and I may have missed it. I don't know. Um, 
But I just, I don't believe that this game is ready. I don't think it's ready. I think this will be a game that would be best suited. I think it will miss its date and hashtag subnostications. It'll be a January release. You are on crack. January release. It'll still make, it will still make, you know, this financial year, but it would be best served coming out either, either December or January. Like, you know, kids, kids with their money from, you know, their GameStop gift cards can go and buy Middle Earth. And their lemonade stands. Yep. Exactly. Exactly. The reason, the reason why I believe that you're, you're out of your mind is because mm-hmm. friend of the show, Dowell Johnson, in his stir, in his studio, Blur, not his studio, but right. <laughs> Blur Studios, which, which he works, are doing more of the trailers for that. So I, okay. I'm just going to say that that is my reason also. Okay. All right. Uh, there you go. There you go. He's got, he's got, uh, he's got inside track knowledge and I'm going against that. So you can't even, can't even say gaming studios that we're using our, our, uh, you know, our wealth of knowledge from the gaming industry to kind of sway our, our voters or sway our listeners because we're, you know, both going against, against each other head to head. Look at that. Um, so, so that's, that's the rest of it. Uh, we've got, incidentally, on that day, we've got two exclusives for both the major consoles. Drive Club, the much delayed Drive Club will finally be out, um, in digital and physical formats on, uh, October 7th and for the PS4 and Project Spark, uh, the, the, basically the game maker for the Xbox One and for the PC will also be uh, released. Um, it's going to be a digital download. Who knows if it's going to be free to play or if you're going to have to purchase it. Details are still kind of sketchy on that one. Yep. Um, so so the next Tuesday is Borderlands the pre-sequel for legacy consoles and PC. Raven's Cry, which is kind of like... Uh, a Dark Souls clone because Dark Souls Dark Souls has done so well. Uh, Battlefield. Uh, oh yeah, those. So those are the only two games um, on on that day. I think both of those games will come out um, on that date. Um, the only interesting thing is Raven's Cry will be a PS4, PS3, 360, and PC title. Um, no announcement so far on the Xbox One for that one, which is which is kind of weird. Uh, eh, I don't know. We'll see. I mean, Borderlands the pre sequel, which is a weird title in and of itself, because right. it, sh- it kind of shouldn't exist. Sure. I I, I feel like they really need to. They could have. This is like one of those you've gone to the well once too often. Right. Like they had amazing DLC for Borderlands 2 and they didn't really need to make this game. So it's going to come out. It's going to be stupid. It's a cash grab. Uh, that's screwed. That's, that's kind of messed up. It's going to come out. Raven's Cry is going to come out because nobody heard of it and they're going to be like, all right, I'm out. Right, right, <laughs> right. Um, so, the, so then the next week, the next big week, uh, October 21st this is the third Tuesday in October is Battlefield Hardline, The Evil Within, Evolve, Fantasia Music Evolved, which you know, I mean, people are going to be confused. Samurai Warrior Four, uh, and Samurai Samurai Warriors Four. Those are the those are the four games. And then later that week, I believe on that Friday is Civ Civilization Beyond Earth. 
Um, so let's ah. go right. So let's <laughs> let's go with the Evil Within. Um, do we believe that that game will be out on October twenty first for uh, the Xbox One and uh, PS four three sixty PS three MPC? I mean, the way that the, the weird thing about Evil Within is that everyone who has seen it, at least in the gaming press, uh, have come away from it saying they didn't really care for it. Um, mm-hmm. It kind of sucks because it's a Shimigami. Uh, no, it's um no. Oh god. Anyway, I can't remember his name. <laughs> <laughs> Shinji Mikami. Thank you. Shinji Mikami. See, I'm I'm looking at its page right now because I've never heard of it. Yeah, Shinji Mikami. <laughs> yeah. Shinji Mikami is like the godfather of like all the horror games that you've remembered and grew up with to a certain extent. Um, and uh, thank you for for backing me up on that one, Ian. Oh, you're um, welcome. Um, but that's the thing; like people haven't really liked it, and I wonder, I wonder if that may push it back a little bit. But it also feels like they have put so much into the marketing on that so far that it just might come out. So I'm gonna say true. Uh, Ian, what do you think? Let's go with front. <laughs> there, we go. there we go. I like I like the way you think. I'm going with front also. Um, it's not ready. <laughs> it, it's not ready. Um, they can they can hold on to that marketing money. They can hold you know maybe get an extra. I don't who knows how much marketing costs nowadays. You can get some extra money. That will be hashtag subnostications a February. 2015 release are you just pulling dates out of your ass uh i mean i could be or maybe (laughs) maybe i found the flux capacitor oh shit and and you know oh this is the plot of back to future 2 exactly exactly (laughs) (laughs) oh everybody everybody get your racehorse tickets out right (laughs) your kids your kids marty they're playing the evil within in February. <laughs> so really, I need to just go with everything you say. Right. Yes, exactly. Okay. Exactly. Yes. We'll that split works. the winnings. That sure. <laughs> um, so the next game is Evolve. Um, Evolve, uh, which is a, a you know, current gen exclusive NPC, current gen NPC exclusive of the 4v1 multiplayer game from the makers of left for dead that will also be is also scheduled to be released on uh october 21st um what do you guys think ian what do you think you think it's coming out october 21st so wait this is the team that made left for dead have they left valve they have not left valve um i i I don't know who's publishing who's publishing the game i think this is from 2k if i'm not mistaken well, yeah, I mean, well, so was, so was, what you call it? What? So was Left 4 Dead. Left 4 Dead was published by 2K. Was it really? Yeah. Oh, yeah, wow. it wasn't. Valve, Valve doesn't have a publishing deal with, uh, with consoles. So this, these, these folks are from Turtle Rock Studios. Right. Yeah. Okay. <clears throat> they might be an offshoot. They might have been some former Valve folks. I will right. go with Front because no one who's ever worked at Valve is likely to ship a game on time. <laughs> oh snap very nice i am very i'm nice. basing every decision on the one sentence of information i know about the topic so All don't right, push hey. money on me 
We'll, well, you know, we'll we'll, uh, we'll rewind this and replay this episode in October or in, or in November, and uh, we'll find out if you were right. Chances are you were, sir. Of course it is. You know. <laughs> Evolve, Evolve is going to make their date. They have to. Um, okay. Go ahead. Yeah, that is totally going to make its date. Okay. Um, so I am saying they're fronting. Um, more more subnostications. It will come out October twenty October fourteenth. They will they oh, will gonna, push, gonna push it push it up. A they, bit? They're gonna push it up a week because they're gonna look at the dates and they're gonna look at the games that are out there um, and say, well, look, there's no current gen game coming out that 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 week of October fourteenth. Let's 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 put it up. Let's move it up one week. I mean, the week that the slot that they're in right now is like that is the best game out of the out of the grouping that's there. But it's not the game that will sell the most. Oh yes, it will. That over Battlefield. Oh hell yeah! No one wants that game. Uh, I think it, I think no one wants no one wants Call of Duty, but it still sells. No. Yeah. Uh, yeah. No, you but, know, but you know what though? Hardline Hardline is a is in a very different position because because battlefield 4 sucks no well yes (laughs) (laughs) but because most of the people who even the people who loved it and Mm -hmm. really liked it in the beta right still everyone to to a man came out of it and said this joint was really fun i really liked it but it is not worth 60 60 bucks sure 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 and that was the thing. It, it would be great if it was a, a downloadable title right. and it came out that day and it would do amazingly well if it was right. just a side side thing. Right. But the fact that they tried to pull that off and, and make that cash grab, I don't know how they do it. Sure. Sure. I, I, you know what? I, 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 of the games that will be released that day, um, Evolve is the game that I, that I want to play. Mm-hmm. Um, but I still believe in my heart of hearts that people will see the Battlefield name and they'll just get amnesia and they'll go out and buy Battlefield because it's the new Battlefield game. And and Battlefield will sell better than Evolved, even though I think Evolve will be reviewed better than than Hardline. And it's for that reason that I say that it'll get pushed up a week. If people are smart, they'll they'll move it up a week and 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 just uh although yeah. So, and this is this is the thing. 2K is producing Borderlands, or they're publishing Borderlands, which is on the legacy consoles, and then then they'll have Evolved, which is on the current gen consoles. So they'll have all of their bases covered. They'll have be releasing two games on the same day, and they won't even they won't even cross pollinate. Yeah, I get that. Yeah, I would buy, I would buy four copies of Samurai Warriors before I buy any Battlefield Hardline. <laughs> um. Samurai Warriors, you know, uh, those games there is the Samurai. Is it Kawaii? Is it are they doing it or I think so. Okay. And it's only it's a PlayStation exclusive or at least timed exclusive. No one wants that game. It shouldn't be exclusive to anything. Uh people buy people buy those games. I used to work at at GameStop. The people buy those games. They love those games. People um, who have no hands buy those games. <laughs> oh gosh! <laughs> all all of our handless listeners will, will not send, tweet you. send all hate mail to blah blah blah. Okay. Um, 
and uh yeah and then uh the game the game that i will be playing that week though will be civ beyond earth um that will be out october 24th really you like civ i didn't know oh man i love civ bro oh that's awesome oh oh yeah and then uh, beyond earth man you know i know i know um uh our our friend reefing your teeth talked about how we we don't talk about pc games and we don't talk about them enough um and i don't play a lot of pc games but the one pc game that i do play is civ boy oh boy um yeah lots of time lots of time goes into civ um so yeah so i'll 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 be excited for that ian are you gonna be playing that one too uh i think i played SimCity 2000 back in the day (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> now, I haven't played a Civ game ever. I I hear they're uh, good. They they are they are they they are scared of games like that. They is is beyond is beyond Earth like is that doing sort of an Alpha Centauri thing where it is, it is exactly that it is exactly I'm, that. So okay, yeah. Curious how it's different from Alpha Centauri then. I don't I don't think it is um, <laughs> outside of it being better like you know in terms of it, it updating the things that that um ac ac has done over the years but they couldn't they couldn't get rights to the to the name ah. so they you know so that's that's why thus the name beyond earth of beyond earth um so that's that's the week of october 21st the last week is pretty less controversial um we've got ac unity Whatever the other Assassin's Creed, the uh, the Legacy console Assassin's Creed will be, those will both be released on on October twenty eighth. Um, Sunset Overdrive, the Xbox One exclusive, uh, WWE two K fifteen, um, and then Lords of the Fallen, which is a current gen exclusive. On the Xbox One or current gen console exclusive and also be on the PC. Um, I don't know who the publisher is for that. It looks like um, City Interactive, who I've never heard of, or the or the studio Deck Thirteen. So this looks like a new uh, hmm. game. Oh wait a minute, this is well. Oh wait a minute, this is that game. Okay, so so Lords <laughs> of the Fallen. Is going to be the sexier, prettier Dark Souls um, that that I heard about some time ago and forgot that this was the name of it. It's mostly uh, uh, lots of super big, pretty dark dungeons, uh, but the combat is way more fluid, uh, and it's going to be pretty awesome looking. I hope that one. I don't know if it's going to make its date though. Okay. Well, there that you go. that one I don't know if it's going to make its day. So that one is fronting because they're so new, and their and their game looks really ambitious. I'm actually kind of sad that I don't have an Xbox One because this game looks ridiculous from the things that I've seen of it so far. Oh, it'll be on a PS4. Oh uh, yeah, next year sometime. Well, I mean that's the same time it'll come out on the Xbox One though. Oh oh wait what yeah oh, yeah 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 it's not it's not uh it's not a console exclusive it's it's current gen current gen console exclusive oh, oh so it won't oh, be oh. it won't be on the legacy on the legacy boxes oh okay, so okay, yeah okay. so i mistakenly said i mistakenly said raven's cry was the dark souls clone raven's cry is the assassin's creed clone featuring <laughs> pirates <laughs> so, 
<laughs> please oh, forgive man. me. Damn, all the things to be a clone of. You, you, you oh man. Right. So the, like we're now cloning games that already have five sequels. Right. Exactly. Uh, without Eagle Vision. So without the thing that makes it inexplicably cool. Um, and and there you have it, guys. I mean, that's the list of October games. Um and and I guess Ian Lords of the Fallen for you I I got I kind of missed you Lords uh, of the Fallen for you you know you're did, like yeah whatever what did what did you say I didn't say shit oh <laughs> I'll give my answer when you give your answer oh, oh all right ready one two three ten paces front fronting I, front, I'm saying that front. fronting yeah front that's what I say too <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah so yeah i'm down i'm down with you Kai. um you know there's st- there still isn't enough out there um for them to really be able to promote this game and make that date and they would s- be smart at this point you know it's kind of late in the game um at this point they'd be smarter to just kind of push it back um you want to do some Hashtag Kajastications. No, because I am like, whenever it comes out, it comes out. All right. Oh, you suck. Because <laughs> you, uh, you know why? Because if I do it, then I I will feel bad if it actually doesn't come out like that. Because I actually, <laughs> I want that game. I want that game to meet its date because mm-hmm. that game looks so freaking awesome. Nice. So awesome. Uh, but actually, you know what I want to do? I want to give a quick shout out uh, to the folks over at Sunset Overdrive. Okay. Uh, and specifically, one person in particular who works for Insomniac, Lisa Brown, uh, oh, yeah. at Wordle on Twitter. Uh, she she did work. She did some work on that on that game, but she is right now doing some work on their newest title called Slowdown Bowl, which I really want to um, hopefully get her or someone else on uh, from the studio on the show to talk about it because it's really really uh, kind of interesting and it's kind of fun. I, I I sent her a quick shout out and was like. You know the folks at Insomniac don't really get their due, right? Like everyone talks about uh, the Uncharted series and and all the stuff that Naughty Dog does, but like right. in that stable that was in Sony for a bit, uh, making their first uh, gen titles for the PS3, Insomniac never really got its due. And I was like, you guys make some awesome games. So slow down, Bull yes. uh, at Wordle. Shout her out to her how dope she is, um, and and give her a shout. Uh, so a quick shout out to her. Right, and uh, come on the show word we love the show she's uh, yeah you guys i've seen some tweets you guys have exchanged tweets no i'm trying i'm trying to get her on yeah it would be great there you go there you go word there you go um so yeah so we have come to the end of episode 21 this is our vegas episode and uh you know you guys have made it to the end of it so congratulations nicely done yeah your supply of turtle wax to you all Absolutely, absolutely. Ian, uh, how did how did you enjoy your trip to Chicago? Uh, it's windy. Yes. <laughs> there, there <you> go. <laughs> I apologize for all the hot air I've been. Right. right. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I've had I've had a delightful time, and thank you very much for inviting me. Yeah, oh, you, you were great. I'm, I'm so happy that we got the chance to talk to you. It was a, it was a long time coming. We had a lot of uh, back in the background conversations trying to get each other on. Uh, and together so uh, I'm really happy that we were able to have you on and again thank you for for, for making and, and producing such an amazing uh, piece uh, I really really enjoyed it and it looks like the internet liked it too uh, so yeah that's, that's great I'm, I'm happy to have you have had you on oh, thank you thank you I'm happy to be on and, 
yeah and you know uh the next time when you're when you're done with your uh monkey island video opus <laughs> please let us know so that we can promote the shit out of it we can, we can oh. help de- we can help debut it, it there amazing. you go there you go ah yes yeah. The Spawn exclusive, right? Yes. right. <laughs> um, so, so Ian, uh, if the people want to uh, converse with you and and find out, uh, you know, what's going on with with iWire and and everything else that you're doing, how how do they get in contact with you? Um, you can follow me at at Innuendo Studios, one word, um, on Twitter, and then I also have a Tumblr, innuendostudios.tumblr.com. Um, officially I have a website, which is innuendostudios.com. I haven't really updated it in a while, and I should probably, you know, learn web development and make it look nice and not like a blog. (laughs) (laughs) But you can Um, go there too if you wanted to. Nice, nice. What about, what about your YouTube channel? Oh yeah, I guess that's also, that's Innuendo Studios. All right. Everything's Innuendo Studios. Nice. There you go. All Innuendos all the time. All the time. Word. <laughs> so, uh, see, can you hit everybody with the uh, social media business? All right. Well, uh, you want to find your boy Khalif Adams, our captain. He is at Kajakins on Twitter. Um, you can find myself, uh, Cicero Holmes, aka Stubby Stan, at Stubby Stan on Twitter, and you can find the show at Spawn on Me on on uh, on Twitter and at the Spawn Point Blog or at Spawn Point Blog. Um, for the show, uh, follow us on uh, or like us on Facebook, the Spawn Point Gaming Blog, and the uh, Spawn on Me podcast uh, on Facebook, and get the discussions going and and you know do all that stuff. If you want to email us, you can email us at feedback at the Spawn Point Blog dot com or uh, at Cicero or at Khalif at the Spawn Point Blog dot com. And then, you know, make sure you get the show on iTunes and Stitcher and um, Swell, Podomatic, and soon to be, I think, soon to be SoundCloud. Yeah. Um, so so we're, what we're going to do is uh, we're hoping to move all of our hosting over to SoundCloud because they have started this podcasting beta which is really awesome. So you get lots and lots of space for a less, uh, a, a, a shorter and least amount of money that I can't, right. I can't put words together. Can't More words. bang for your buck. More money in the stuff that did. Uh, so, <laughs> uh, so we're hoping to move that stuff over. Uh, hopefully once I move into my new place that has a more stable internet connection in which I can upload all of our previous episodes up to SoundCloud so you can peruse and listen to them and share them. Uh, so we're going to do that in the next couple of weeks. We also are still looking for contributors to the site. Yes. Uh, we just pulled Dan the Robot. Uh, we, we drafted him. We got him away from uh, the Miami Heat as well. Yeah. Uh, so we pulled him. Uh, and he'll be doing some content for the site. We're going to introduce him to all of you in the next week or so. I think you just uh, did. I mean, but, you know, we have to, like, put him on the site and, like, uh. actually let people read his stuff and look at his content. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, that thing. Yeah, yeah. that stuff. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so we're going to do that in the next couple of weeks. Uh, and also, we may, maybe, 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 if I can figure out how to make the interwebs work, have a secondary site up for just Spawn on Me. Um, the site, uh, the URL so far is spawnon.me. 
but there, if you go to it now, you'll see nothing. It'll probably be like uh, some internet cats and some uh, some adventures of Chris Bosh in the metaverse videos. Right. Uh, but that Child, stuff please. is yeah. So that stuff is kind of <laughs> <laughs> so that stuff is coming soon. Uh, we have a couple other things again, and I'm I'm really hoping, and I wrote this on Twitter, and I really mean it. Um, it's been beautiful that we have been getting some feedback and we've been getting some, um, uh, reviews on iTunes and things like that. Please keep continue to make that happen because we're yes. to, uh, this doesn't work. Uh, right. but for, as far as contributors go, we are looking for a third chair. Um, and that is a part of the process that we're trying to, uh, to go forth with. Um, on the contributor side, we would really love more more minorities and women to to apply. Uh, you will not get paid anything because we are broke. So I put right. that out there in the beginning, <laughs> and we do all this because we 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 like it and it's fun, and we're trying to spotlight right. people of color in the industry on the on the podcasting side. But right. do understand that it is not paid, uh, and we apologize right. for that. But if we are able to have someone sponsor us like that hair cream thing that you talked about earlier. That would be yeah. amazing. Then we could have sponsorships, but right. Okay. Murray's come at, come at us word. Murray's please look <laughs> it up. So if we, <laughs> if we can get that, then that would be awesome. But please, we still want people to write for the site and to uh, show up and hang out with, uh, uh, with us on the show. Uh, Cause we really want that other perspective and we want that to be something that is ingrained in what we are actually doing. I think all, all people participating from all walks of life, uh, are absolutely needed in these spaces because if you look at this the way that most podcasts are run there are very few uh that showcase women even less that showcase people of color and most yeah. of them are not run by any 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 minority groups so yeah. we're trying we're trying to change that in our spaces and also thank you to everyone right before we go who has donated to our I'm raising page uh we have a widget in uh, all the posts that that are going out uh, we're trying to raise raise $1,000 for equipment because uh, we're looking to buy a, a more stable uh, hosting. And we're also trying to find a way to make the recording parts a little bit easier when we have more than one uh, person on Skype. So uh, we're trying to make those changes as well. So if you can help out in that in that respect, then it's pure dopeness. So, yeah, there you go. Then, Right. Uh, the spawn on me. The only place where the close is as long as the whole damn show. <laughs> <laughs> Word. Again, thank you, Ian, for dropping by. Thank you so much. Thank you for visiting us in Chicago. Uh, yes. If you do, if if you have an idea of maybe we should change our name to Porkago, let us know. Send us thing. Send us things. I yeah, know. and then we'll tell you. No, it's not happening. Yeah, okay. But yeah, and, and until then, this has been episode twenty-one of the Sport Army Cast. We say peace. Peace. peace.